Okay, hey, hi, hello, welcome back to Thirsty Thursday, podcast number five, I believe. Um, And this is a bit of a different one for me, and I do not know why I have not got my gals on sooner. But today I am joined by our lovely Shift in Six coaches, Claire Hester and Sam Montgomery. Hi. Hey, girlies. How are we doing? Very well. Good. Good. You. You're both nervous as hell. Oh my God. Even though we do this every shift, we go live, we talk to everyone. In front of the camera too. Yeah, in front of the camera. You don't even have to put your lippy on for this. Mm-hmm. It's in the safety of my kitchen countertop <laughs> and there's wine and we're very comfortable and ready to let loose on all the questions that came in this week on Thirsty Thursday. So thank you so much to everyone that's contributed because as you know if it wasn't for your input and your questions we would not be doing this Um, and this is very much centered around what we do on shift as lots of you know we run a six-week online fat loss and strength training program and aim to help as many of you ladies and lads as possible and we are running an absolutely free five-day challenge starting on the 10th of July so I thought What better way to kick that off and celebrate that by answering all your questions about the challenge and just to see if there's any way that we can help you make a kickstart into what could be an incredible journey for you. So ladies, thanks for being here. We are on the rosé. We're going to answer as many of your questions as we can and try not to go off on too many of the tangents because it will just end up like we're literally just, it's a Saturday night Mm -hmm. and it's when we're just having a wee chat. You keep us right. Absolutely. So, Claire, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. My name's Claire. (laughs) Why are you talking like that? That's when I put on an American accent. Well, like YouTube. Girls girls have been watching too many TikToks. I am Claire. I'm from Doncaster. (laughs) You're just going to offend anyone that's from Doncaster. Anyone anyone listening that is from Doncaster. Thinking back to Blind Date. Remember that (laughs) syllable? Sorry. I'm Claire. For anyone who doesn't know me, (laughs) we're going to be here all fucking night. You're like, oh my god. Um, yes, and I am based in Forest as well, a nutritionist here, and I have two daughters, eight and five, and um, yeah, I work with Melissa on shift, and I work with one-to-one clients as well, um, but yeah, it's an absolute pleasure to be here and to speak with you lovely gals, and I'll do my best to answer the questions, although sometimes when I put on the spot, you know, everything just goes out the window. Well, we and <laughs> I don't know if I don't know why this has come to my head as well, but if you remember from six year yearbook <laughs> next to my picture, there's, there's the quote says, you know, when you speak with Claire, you come away more confused than when you first went into the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't bode well for our podcast. God, no, so she speaks about me, yeah. Have you actually even mentioned what you do? Probably not. <laughs> I think I did. Nutritionist. Um, so yes, I, I am nutritionist. And um, my background is in sports, sports science. And I qualified in nutrition back in about 2008. I worked in private healthcare for about uh, 10 years um, in that area and loved it. Absolutely loved it. But then, you know, life happens, life changes. Had uh, Children came along, took a step back and wanted to focus time on them 
And then the delightful COVID happened. And obviously, yeah, and I was um, kind of obviously at home a lot. And I noticed myself really starting to struggle with like energy levels. And I would just be reaching for all the rubbish. And I was like, I know better. I know what I should be doing. What, what's going on here? So and you realised very quickly how much of an impact that changed and made me feel better and how much I could help other ladies in a similar situation. So, um, yeah, well, through lockdown, I'd set up my own online business, um, Claire Hester Nutrition, and um, I was doing that for about, yeah, for a wee while, and then you approached me about joining me on shift as nutrition and coach, which I was absolutely delighted to, and I've been doing it well. It's um, it's about coming up for two years now doing that's that. That's wild. So that's about coming up for three years doing nutrition it's just flies by it does. Um, but like how many ladies have come through the doors of shifts since unreal. then unreal so we average i think what six seven shifts a year yeah works out um, to be about that with mm-hmm. approximately 100 on each so that's a, that's a lot. shit ton of people it that's it's, and it's the best job ever yeah we always say it's such a privilege to help I'd be a small part and i always say that to the ladies to be a small part in their journey mm-hmm. to improve their health and lifestyle it's such a privilege and honor and yeah couldn't think of a better job so absolutely love it yeah mm-hmm. sam thanks claire for that link <laughs> <laughs> you're turning my nose now um, so hi guys, I'm Sam, and Sam Montgomery, I'm a PT based in Forest as well, um, I am a pre and postnatal specialist too, um, I've been PTing since literally just after, well just during lockdown hit, I qualified, um, and then went back to kind of in person, um, more kind of class based um, kind of coaching and teaching. Um, and then quickly realised that a lot of the ladies that came to my classes were um, mums, not even necessarily new mums, but mums and their um, kind of approach to class and exercising classes weren't really um, specific to the kind of the postpartum um, recovery process um, that kind of our new mums kind of need. And again, like I said, not even new mums, mums um, that have had kids that like years ago and still have kind of issues with their mobility, with core strength. And um, so I quickly kind of realised, and being a mum myself, that um, I really want to deep dive, <laughs> dive deep more into that and kind of help women in that way as well. Is that, so that, is that Rosie yeah. already? <laughs> to do my um, pre and postnatal qualification which I did then um, and then yeah then Melissa approached me about joining shift to help more ladies in that sense and um, bringing kind of newer mums in a bit earlier and um, with my um, qualification and expertise to help um, new mums we a lot of ladies reached out to once they've been like I've had a baby this so and so when can I join how quickly can I do shift um, it's kind of how how we can kind of bring them together and help our new mums as well and it's been you guys coming on board has been an amazing addition because we can all kind of learn from each other expertise and education there's things that you guys can teach me that I never knew before and it's very much a shared process isn't it so although on shift how it works is we all get it's like um, at the very beginning everyone submits a questionnaire and I read through it and say oh I think it's like the the sorting hat and Harry Potter and it's like I think it'd be best to work with this coach because of their history of dieting or the issues that they have just now so even though you're assigned a coach it's very much a shared process and we'll chat weekly you know after check-ins or during check-ins and and seek advice from each other and it just the things that you guys bring is really just enhance the service that I'm able to bring on shift and I really do feel that 
there's lots of more pillars covered now um and it is it's um it's something that continues to just absolutely fill my bucket every day so um yeah so thanks a lot for being here so um as i said before we are running a free 10 day a uh, five day shift on the 10th of july so lots of questions that came in were regarding that. Other ones were specific to nutrition. Other ones were specific to fat loss, maybe to exercising after pregnancy. So we're just going to dive in and go through them all. We'll each give our little input. Um, there's also some very kind of heartfelt um, queries that have come in as well. And it always amazes me, you know, some of the issues that some of the people are going through that follow me on Instagram and they look, they seek advice from me. And I think, gosh what am I going to say to that like what makes me qualified to talk about that but I always say you know the advice that I would hand, give out on here is always something that I would give to my girlfriends round the table on a Saturday night if they were going through something similar so take of that what you will but sometimes it can just help to get a bit of insider yeah. input just what we're doing. yeah just exactly what we're mm-hmm. doing just you know just shooting the breeze and chatting away and and just see what comes up so a couple of questions came in about specifically the five-day shift and lots of people are asking, can you do the free five-day if you haven't done a shift before? Fuck yes. <laughs> this is absolutely, absolutely aimed at people that have never experienced shift before because it gives you a real insight into what we do, the practices and methods that we teach. It gives you a knowledge around energy balance, around calorie deficit around strength training. So what we do from the very start is introduce you on how to calculate your calories. We give you access to the the calorie calculator that we use on shift. We teach you about the importance of protein, fiber, staying hydrated. And then you also get um, four free lives with me on the shift as well that would be similar to the workouts that you get access to when you're doing shift. So it's really just to give you a little idea of what shift is about and to experience that group program Mm -hmm kind of feel because it really is a really special community that happens every single shift obviously it has very different people involved in it but it's always something really special about people opening up and sharing their struggles their wins seeking advice from others in the group that they've never even met before and it is such an uplifting group to be a part of so if we can share that for free because we absolutely understand that there is a cost of living crisis going on just now so even if you can't afford to jump onto shift with us afterwards which of course we would love you to join us but even if you can't this is absolutely for anyone that wants to just get a real grounding on nutrition learn about strength training um, and just have a really good week of of feeling empowered and getting some knowledge that they might not have had before because we absolutely understand it's <clears throat> bloody bamboozling out there. Oh, yeah, so you know, uh, you know, especially when you, if you follow different fitness people on Instagram and TikTok mm-hmm. and there's lots of conflicting advice, but we just try to keep it as simple and straightforward as possible. And we're hoping that in those five days, we can teach you as much as we can about um, sort of eating better and, and those that wish to be on a fat loss journey, how to go about that. Um, so yeah, that's what it's absolutely about. It's definitely for people that have never done a shift before, yeah. right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I just think you can't um, you can't beat that kind of being in a group with like-minded ladies who are on a and sim- gents and gents yeah. are on a similar path to you, and that feeling of you know connection to that is is like second to none. So it's, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what is really unique about the experience as well. Yeah, yeah. I think with all our like final check-ins we do with shift all all the kind of like the best thing we ask what's the best or your favorite thing about shift 
every single person always says the group mm -hmm. and even at the beginning of it they maybe <clears throat> yeah. weren't too keen to get involved in the group or, po or post what they were doing mm -hmm. or even kind of sh get involved in the kind of daily accountability post towards the end they, they said it's the best thing mm -hmm. and even if they haven't been as active just seeing how everyone else is getting on um, and encouraging each other yeah mm -hmm. it's it's really powerful yeah. I think it's really hard as well I think and I always say this to explain to people until you experience it so how special it is yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think this will give you that chance to do that. Definitely. And of course we could sit here and see how fucking fabulous we think it yeah. is. But it's those testimonies that come through and the final feedback and we mm. ask for ways to make shift better. And the majority of it is don't change a thing. We absolutely love everything about mm. it. And for me, feedback is an absolute gift. So if yeah. anyone can give you guidance on how to make you better, even if it's criticism, I'll absolutely take that yeah. on board. And we're about to go into shift 27. Yeah, you know, right. every shift that completes, I ask for this feedback and we can make small tweaks or we can introduce other things or we can change how we do things. So yeah, it's um, it's it's as best as we can make it, I think. Yeah. Um, but obviously based on the feedback, we're looking to always get better and improve where possible but yeah lots of people say that the group is special so yeah. to be able to give people a taste of that for yeah. free mm -hmm. and hopefully start them on their on their journey is, is something that's really special mm -hmm. um other people have also asked is the free shift for people that have done it before as well yeah, yeah absolutely definitely and i yeah. think a lot of the girls as well have just come off the shift we're like oh can i do that and it's like yeah it's again to keep the momentum going yeah. or again if you've done shifts previously in the past you kind of know kind of what you're doing but again just to remind you of the basics, that's what we're going to do. Bringing all the basics in that we teach and what shift is based on. And give you that um, accountability. Uh, yeah, and give you that for that week. Um, yeah. And even don't be fooled because a week doesn't seem like a long time, but mm. just giving you that all of that information in a week um, can definitely kind of kind of help you remember mm -hmm. all those like little things that you've learned before. Quick start. Absolutely. And if anyone is sitting at home who feels like they get snappy at the kids and they're just not happy in the place that they're at, in terms of how they feel about themselves, see taking that control, even just for five days, yeah. for setting yourself some goals, saying, right, do you know what? Regardless of what happens this week, I'm going to get six, seven, eight thousand steps in. I'm making that my absolute goal. See how there is no better feeling than setting yourself some goals like that and then absolutely meeting yeah. them. Yeah. It's yeah. so empowering. Mm -hmm. And then if you can do that, what else can you do? Yeah. It's exciting. Mm -hmm. And it comes back to that putting yourself first. Mm -hmm. And a lot of mums are really, you know, guilty of that. And, you know, you're doing everything for everyone else and you always come last at the bottom of the pile. But when you start putting yourself first, how much you can be there for others in your life and your family is incredible. Like you are, you know, you're filling yourself up. Like you say, you're achieving these goals and getting the steps in if that's your goal and you're like oh my god you know suddenly that self and um, self-belief and self-confidence mm -hmm. goes up yeah and you just find yourself being so much more yeah there for your family for your kids and mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, so it's amazing what ripple effect it can have by putting yourself first and quite often we're you know we, we're told you're, you're the kind of you're told that it's selfish to put yourself mm -hmm. first as a mum and that's where the guilt comes in. But, yeah. oh, my goodness, you can't be – how much better a mum can you be by um, making sure that you are, you know, uh, in your tip-top kind of, you know, yeah. shape. Especially in the summer holidays as well. Like, what Absolutely. an absolute joke they are anyways. Yeah. Have this <laughs> week to kind of at least prioritize a yeah. few things you say to yourself. Um, yeah. Yeah will be hopefully you can't even go for a shit on your own no. on the school holidays because <laughs> there's always oh, kids around um so to be able to say right well, i'm going to get out for half an hour and go get my steps in or even get out with the kids on their bikes get yeah. your steps in get movement in and 
and for so many people, um, and obviously we talk a lot about mums because we are yeah. mums and a lot of the ladies that come to us are mums. We also help dads as well. And it's not just for parents, but you know, the people that come to us are just feeling completely lost yeah. as to where to yeah. start. Yeah. And they think all of a sudden they have to do, you know, 20,000 yes. steps and work out six days a week yeah. and, you know, just eat all salads and stuff like that. And it does not need to be <laughs> like that. And we want to teach people as, and reach as many people as possible to let them know that it does not have to be boring and completely unachievable. No, 100%. Because the easier it is, the longer you can do yeah. it for. So, yeah, and this shit's hard. It's sustainable. To, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it's hard to do on your own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we want to make that accessible to as many people for mm-hmm. free as possible. Okay. Um... Someone asked, I've done shift before and I continued it, but I have fallen off track. Can I still message my coach for advice and a kick up the arse? <laughs> yes. Yes, you do. For a look at you like, can I? Yes, Oh, yeah, a million percent. Yeah, I always say that to all at the end of like the shift with all the ladies, like my door is always open. Mm-hmm. I'm always here. Um, please feel free to message you know and it might just be all we need just that little reassurance mm-hmm. that little message 100% yeah and definitely sometimes as well it can just be a message like I've had as well about girls that have like maybe did all classes and all like different things during shift and then have actually gone into um actually gone into the gym and done stuff in the gym for the first time and like you don't speak to them for months and they get in touch to tell you that and their wins. It's, yeah they're yeah, currently absolutely. still celebrating their wins um like months later which is it's huge yeah, yeah. i love that mm-hmm. i mean for instance this week someone got in touch i put up a post on instagram about how much we tell ourselves that we can't do something mm-hmm. like my day's too busy so i can't get a workout in or i can't stop eating chocolate or whatever and it's it, it was all about stop being a can't because if you can tell yourself that instead of saying I can't do something, say I will do something instead. So I can't get ten thousand steps in today, but I will do six thousand, and I'll try and if I can overachieve that, then absolutely yeah. brilliant. And someone got in touch with me and said this post was written for me because I try so hard. I get two or three days into it, and then something will come up, and I think I've absolutely blown it. And I said, that's because you're trying to do too much. You are trying to tick all the boxes straight away and you're making it really, really tricky for yourself. And she was a previous client. So this this is why it's relevant that she'd reached back out again. And I said, what is it that you want to achieve? And she said, I I know that I need to exercise again. I might just go and press play on, on a YouTube video. And I was like, don't do that. Come into my Facebook group, go and hit play on a live. And even if you only do 10 minutes, you've started. And she's like, oh my God, that's amazing. Okay, I'm going to go and do that. She messaged me half an hour later. She said, I did the whole workout and I feel incredible. And I was like, there you go. Mm-hmm. When are you yeah. going to do the next one? And she said, tomorrow morning. I said, brilliant. I want you to message me once you've done it. And she did it. And she said, you know what? That was really tough. And I got halfway through and I thought, I need to sit down and take a break. And I thought to myself, well, there's no point in finishing it, finishing it now because I've not completed the whole thing. And then I tell, said to myself, I remembered what you'd said about anything that you can do is enough. So I went back in, even though I'd taken five, 10 minutes off, I went back in and I finished it and I still feel amazing. And next time I just want to do that a little bit more. And it's amazing just how reframing your mindset about something can absolutely turn your fortunes around. And she's now, I mean, that was last week. She's now done six workouts in the past week. She feels incredible and she feels like it's something that she Mm -hmm. wants to keep up because Mm -hmm. she knows how good it's made her feel. Whereas previously she would have thought, oh, I need to take an extra rest. I can't keep up with what you're doing. So I failed 10 minutes in. Um, and it is so much of us have that all or nothing mentality and this is what stops so many people yeah. from making progress oh, long term yeah. 
And I think you hit the nail on the head there as well, like saying um, when you asked her, like, what is it she wants to achieve? Like, what's her goal? Mm. So instead of feeling overwhelmed, I want to just, you know, do a bit of everything. It's like if it is fitness or getting more workouts in, then nail that. Like, don't do everything. Like, nail one thing. Then once you're into the habit of that, then you can pick something else. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, it's stacking, isn't it? Yeah. each thing and once you like, say consistently yeah. do one thing then we can build on that mm-hmm. yeah habit so, stacking yeah. yeah yeah absolutely and the like the perfect example is if you struggle to drink water stick a bottle of water next to things that you do habitually throughout yeah. the day so have a glass of water next to the kettle so when you get up in the morning while you're waiting for the kettle to boil because that's something you do habitually every morning you drink a glass of water yeah. um or if you stand and let the dog out at night for a pee have a glass of water next to the back door and then drink your water. And it's all these things. And before you know it, it'll become completely normal. Yeah. So it's all about building on that. Yeah. Perfect. But yes, you can absolutely get in touch with yes. any of us. <laughs> if you need yeah. a size seven Nike kick up the arse or a little absolutely. virtual little high five and a little nudge in the right direction. And also maybe just to strategize because if mm-hmm. you if life has got you in a fucking chokehold and you feel like you can't do everything, then we will help you make decisions on what should be the low-hanging fruit, yeah, yeah. the easiest things yeah. to aim for. Nail those and then once you feel a little bit better, because you will, because you're in control, then you can add other stuff yeah. to it and then just watch how things start to blossom uh-huh. and move. That, and um, Snowball effect. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, someone has said about the, the five-day challenge, I need to tone more than weight loss. Help. So, tone. So tone. Don't we, we <laughs> don't love, love that word, tone? Um, tone to me is essentially losing fat so that muscle is more visible yeah, under yeah. the skin. Right? Yes, yeah. yeah. You remove Absolutely. the fat from in and around the muscle, and yeah. then lo and behold, the muscle. you look toned. Changes your body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it just totally changes your body composition. Yeah. And when you're in a calorie deficit at the same time as strength training, this is where all these massive transformation comes from because you're dissolving that layer of fat that's sitting on top of the muscle, it becomes more visible, and all of a sudden your body shape looks completely different. Yeah. Or maybe this person, just to flip it, mm. maybe this person is naturally like thin, Slim. skinny, mm-hmm. and actually don't really have much body fat, but yeah, muscles. Yeah. So yes. there's the question. Yeah. Right? yeah. So yes, we can absolutely help this. Um, on the shift in five, as I say, you get access to the same calculator that we supply all our clients with to calculate their calories, and it's very dependent on their goals. So there's choices on there for fat loss, for maintaining your weight if you're happy where you are, but perhaps you just want to build a little bit of muscle, or if you want to um, build. So if you want to get jacked, and that is that would put you into a calorie surplus to allow that to happen alongside intensive strength training. So yeah, you absolutely can do that on the free five day. It would just your your calorie goals and your um, macro goals will be determined on what your goals were when you put your information into the calorie calculator. But we can absolutely help you with this as well. Yeah. I would say ninety. 8% of the people that do shift are fat loss and the yeah. other are just looking to to build and to um, change our body composition yeah. in that way. Majority is fat loss, but we yeah. can absolutely help yeah. with that. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Someone has written in and said, I am doing this shift and feeling badly. Have you had anyone else like me? Oh, who wants to take this one? Yeah, unfortunately, we do. There are, there are <laughs> girls that do, unfortunately... Like they get to the point where they think they've fucked it, um, mm-hmm. and they absolutely haven't. But unless you reach out to us and tell us you're struggling, like we we do not know. We want you all to win. Everyone wants you to win, and we want to help in the best way we can. That's why we do check-ins. That's why we do these weekly check-ins, and you get your individual check-in 
uh, feedback and response so we can help like um, come up with that strategy if you are struggling mm -hmm. if things have come up and um, how can we plan and help you kind of navigate those things because um, at the end of the day we don't expect it to be perfect we like imagine we went into this like say if you're doing shift we went into the six weeks like you cannot do xyz for six weeks you can't go out you can't drink alcohol you can't like do any of these things like how fucking shit and boring would that be and it's not realistic and it's not life you would um, hate us yeah <laughs> and it's not life and it's not um because as soon as yes you may have great results if you're able to stick to that for six weeks which not a lot of people do if they're that going to be that strict and that rigid and that's not what shift is about shift is about giving you the tools and the education to know that you this absolutely kind of it is you you're, this isn't your life your life is kind of this is going to fit into your life where you are now mm -hmm. okay it's just helping you make those better choices so you can um reach your goals and hit those goals but giving you the tools giving you that education on why we want you to increase your protein your fiber intake your steps and um, what why we love strength training so much and what it's going to do for your body composition all of those different things are going to be the tools that you can still go and enjoy life still go and socialize eat out do the things you want to do but it kind of navigates how we do that around um, those goals as well. If we don't know that you're struggling with that. If you don't reach out to us, we can't help you. So even if you've come off the shift and you feel like you failed, you haven't failed, okay, get in touch with whoever your coach is. Get in touch with them now and let's make a plan. Yeah. Okay, even if you're not at the moment in a position to sign up for the next shift, totally fine. Do the five-day. Let's get back to the basics. Like this, what the five-day is going to be based on. Back to the basics reach out to your coach and we'll, we'll come up with a plan together um, and then help you um, that way. That's so Can you actually come and live yeah. with me? No, get, me out of, get me out of bed. <laughs> no way. You're not taking any shit. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so true. Like, like I like to think that we're pretty good at what we do. We yeah. get good results. But at the end of the day, we're not mind readers. If you skip check-in and you ghost us, then we can't help you. Lots of people will sit back and think, that I'm only going to check in with my coach when I have wins to celebrate. No, you need your coach when you're struggling yeah. because we can come up with strategies, as Sam said, to help you move on from that. And the chances are you won't have fucked it. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you are upside down, inside out, outside the kebab shop at 1am with a fucking lamb donor and chips, chips and cheese and disco fries in your hand and you can't remember your name, <laughs> you have not fucked it. Because a specific description. Oh, no. it's, it's ingrained <laughs> with your shoes off. <laughs> You're carrying your shoes yeah. in your hand. Um, yeah, no, it's, you know, it's, you think it's a lot worse than it actually yeah. is. Yeah, I would definitely say, like, what is what do you mean by failing? Like, yeah. what is what is that? Like, we have, you know, what, <clears throat> a lot of ladies put so much emphasis on, you know, possibly those numbers on the scales. Yeah. And does that mean you failed? 100% not. Like, you know, that is not a good indication of, of what your body, what you're doing, how much, how much effort you put in, what your progress is. It's a tool. Um, mm. I'm not saying that's obviously the what they're getting at, but um, it's never, I always say as well, it's never failure. It's always feedback. So yeah. think about what it is that you feel that you've, you're struggling with and look at, look at maybe why that is as well. And isn't it true that the most successful people will have gone through oh. a heap of failures yeah. and learned from them yeah. and that will help them be uh -huh. more successful in the future? Yeah. You learn from mistakes, yeah. you from learn it. from experience. Because you're changing your behaviours yeah. from that. And, um, you know, yeah, when you're saying, like, it's failure, like, we can give you all the tools and all that knowledge and education, but until you kind of start shifting that mindset mm -hmm. and reframing it, you're always going to go back 
to that, you know, to that to to where you were before. Yeah, exactly. This takes us nicely on to can you really drink alcohol and lose weight? (laughs) Hope so. (laughs) Fingers crossed. No, yeah, you can. You can. It's all about calories in, calories out. And there was a study done, uh, probably in America, because it involves involves Oreo cookies. And um, the the calorie deficit for this specific study for these specific people was calculated. And I think essentially, oh, it wasn't Oreo cookies, it was Twinkies, which is like oh this God. American oh, sugary sponge yeah. with cream or something in it. Um, and Jeez. all they ate for a week or for a set, set space of time was these Twinkies, but they never exceeded their calorie deficit, which is essentially how many how much calories you need to consume every day to be in deficit to lose fat. And by the end of the week, lo and behold, this lost weight. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, again, though, I would also say what your reason is for, like, losing weight as well, because we've never obviously encouraged that, Would like, in terms of... Oh, no. Drink. Claire, it was just an example. <laughs> <laughs> Here she goes. <laughs> I'm not suggesting for one second that everyone goes and eats Twinkies. No. <laughs> yeah, no. But yeah, that's exactly what. It, <laughs> Just because you get fanny flutters when you walk into a health food shop and to the farm shop and pick up your organic produce, I am not for one second saying that people only eat sugar what? to lose weight. To lose weight, yes. but. Is it doable? Yeah. Well, you feel absolutely awful well, yeah. at we the end of it. Able to shit at all? Yeah. Yeah. But I guess what you're getting at is, can you still lose weight and enjoy yourself, or have social occasions? Yeah. Yes. And yeah. I think we've proved that time and time again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not only with ourselves practicing what we preach. Yeah. yeah. But practice I mean, the majority of people on shift don't lock themselves away in a flat for yeah. six weeks and just exercise and eat chicken and spinach. Yeah. Oh, God, they no, no, go yeah. to prosecco brunches mm-hmm. and. And they have weddings to go to and they go on holiday and they have weekends away yeah. and they drink alcohol yeah. it's all about making room for it within your calories and compensating for that yeah. accordingly yeah and that's what again what's a brilliant thing about shift and i always say um say to ladies it's great for like six weeks is a decent chunk of time it's pretty much guaranteed that you've got something on in those six weeks mm-hmm. um whether it's a wedding or a birthday or whatever and it's teaching you how to get through like navigate through that and yeah. still and um, you know stay stay on track as such even though I hate that term but like stay know, you yeah. know like stay on it and stay so and make progress make progress yeah. absolutely yeah absolutely make progress and it's life happens and this mm-hmm. is it's learning that actually just because you did go and do that reference that you said about the kebab shop and things <laughs> it doesn't mean that um you've blown it and mm. that uh, you know that, um, that's where this binge restrict cycle comes in or like falling off the wagon because you think you've blown it because you've had a weekend out drinking and then you think well what's the point now because i've just blown it and exactly. actually no it's the, the biggest thing you could the best thing you can ever do is just jump back in the next day yeah and the, that's that's the winners that's the winners that we see yeah, with no massive guilt, no massive uh-huh. calorie restriction to compensate for the yeah. fact that they went over at the weekend. Just get right back to it and watch yeah. how good you feel, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, you absolutely can. Um, and this is this is the reason that we don't give meal plans as such. We can guide you in the right direction. But what would happen if you were on a strict meal plan? And I've seen some meal plans that are getting churned out, like rice cakes and cottage oh. cheese. 
Oh. No, no thanks. Um, and you oh, mustn't drink for six weeks, and you mustn't. Yeah, you're probably in good shape at the end of it, but that is not real life. No, and as soon as you do go and even decide to have a bit of fun, after that, you're going to feel absolute shit because yeah. you've restricted for so long. Your body's going to be yeah, yeah literally. Yeah, it's your body. What the fuck What are you doing to me? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then yeah. what happens after that? Yeah. After that, yeah, yeah. Exactly. we live our life to the fullest, you know. And yeah. It's about every day, it's not just yeah. This yeah. Goal that's yeah. So, so this is why we don't do meal plans because we give you the absolute autonomy to make those decisions for yourself to eat what you want and to <coughs> be as flexible as you can with your calorie intake so that you can still enjoy the things that you like. And if you want to pull back your calories, it's like your bank account. If you want to save all your calories for the weekend, you can do that mm-hmm. safe in the knowledge that you've not fucked up because our body doesn't work on a 24-hour cycle. It works on a 7- to 10-day cycle before it decides what it's going to do, whether it lose fat, maintain, or store fat. Store yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you can still do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Do we advocate it? Do we encourage it? I mean, my Instagram stories is <laughs> suggest otherwise, but... Um, no, not really. And I've had another post on, you know, the impact that alcohol can have on motivation, on sleep yeah. quality, on productivity, yeah. on how you feel. Um, and it's really all, uh, uh, you know, up to you how you yeah. attack it. And like yeah. I know you said before as well, it's like that route, is it the straightforward... Express um, train. Yeah, or mm-hmm. is it the long-winded yeah. Yeah, route? And actually it's, you know, it's whatever kind of, this is what we're trying to sort of advocate is that life happens and it's whatever works for you. Yeah. And it's not to get caught up, caught up with that at all. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's your thoughts on diet fizzy drinks? I've lost weight, but I'm awful at drinking water and basically just drink diet juice all day, every day. <laughs> I mean, I am the watermelon Red Bull queen over here. Watermelon <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Harry Styles reference. Um, yeah, I probably have a can of fizzy a day. Ew. Yeah. What's that? Red Bull. Yeah, like a, a sugar-free Red Bull or a can of diet, like a Pepsi Max or a Diet Coke in the evening. If I'm not drinking. Yeah, like coffee. listen, I don't think like one. You know, <clears throat> it's to look at the bigger picture. Like you know, you're 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 taking in lots of other nutrients and things throughout the day. Um, but yeah, if you, I would, you know, if you're drinking like Diet Coke day in day out, and that's your substitute for water, then that's definitely not a good thing. Yeah. Um, you know, hundred percent. But it's 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 kind of like trying to wean yourself off that, mm-hmm. and um, and you know, sort of learn learn how to do that. And you, it might be the fact that you're lo- why you know why is it why do you love that so much? Like you know, mm-hmm. it's maybe looking at a bit bit more bigger picture but it's not you know there's no kind of really real evidence to say that you're it's going to cause you any hugely adverse negative effects and wasn't it that the evidence that was does that was done and the shocking results that came from it isn't relative <coughs> to humans because it was all done on laboratory mm-hmm. rats and the amount that yeah, they were like making exactly yeah. the amount that they were making them consume was over and above what yeah, any normal would be, person yeah, would be exactly, for a human yeah. being so that is quite shocking mm-hmm. um statistics to come from that but in terms of day to day i think if you need a sugar hit you can have a diet fizzy drink if you're drinking it all day every day yeah i would try and wean off because yeah. and they're asking you know how important is water water is huge yeah, oh, yeah. yeah for so many reasons mm-hmm. and we do you know even on shift like in the start opening video like we do a whole seg- segment on water and mm-hmm. how if you're not hydrated enough and you know let's be honest like drinking a uh, coke zero or whatever is not hydrating you really mm. Um, like water does, um, 
you can't the fat loss isn't isn't going to happen either like if you're not your body will absolutely hold on to that fat if you're not if your cells aren't hydrated enough it's an essential component of fat loss and that's something that people just do not comprehend yeah and often they you know the feedback from like oh just drinking water oh my god immediately feel incredible yeah you know everything is just is just you know, firing on all cylinders. The more water, you know, if you're drink, if you're hydrated, I should say. Yeah. And don't forget, you know, you thing is as well, you do get a lot of hydration from your fruits and vegetables as well. Like a lot of that is what high water content. But um, I would just say, you know, just maybe look at why where that's coming from as well. That diet, if if whatever it is, what mm-hmm. did she say? What, no, just diet fizzy. Yeah, like you know how much you're having, um, and if you're, I would suggest as well, like if. Um, if you if that's the question you pose then maybe you do know that you acknowledge that maybe that's a slight um you know addiction not addiction but slight kind of yeah um thing that you're worried about yeah yeah so yeah and you know like you would say if you have a chocolate bar every day yes you can still lose weight and yes you can still achieve your goals but is it the best thing to be doing mm-hmm. possibly not and mm-hmm. um, you can get there a lot faster and a lot quicker but water is essential for so many things and to stay hydrated, not only for like digestive processes, so you poo regularly, um, <laughs> but so you're not bloated, for yeah. clarity, for mental clarity, for hydrating after exercise. So it's great that you have lost the weight and that's incredible. But if you drank more water, think how much more incredible you could feel. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And that, like Claire said, that first seminar that we do in the shift group um, it's all about getting the water in now before we even start like in yeah. this first kind of prep week that we do where we set everyone up on the apps and we teach them everything that they need to know yeah. um, the first thing we say drink water this week and see what a change mm-hmm. and they'll be like oh my god my skin's amazing yeah, I'm skin. sleeping better mm-hmm. I can get up in the morning without even you know struggling through the alarm and it is insane how much better you can feel when you're hydrated so yeah, yeah, yeah. just try and factor more in even if you increase it by a, a shot glass more a day that is that's a benefit yeah, and definitely. just build on that gradually if you struggle not drinking water at all just yeah yeah yeah, yeah again and like you said at the in the morning like if you're going to the if you have a coffee or whatever if you have something in the morning first thing what like have that pint of water beside it just yeah. so it's something that you can build on a habit already yeah so that is even when you're as you're making breakfast or making the kids breakfast or something that's your time make sure you have a pint of water that's like 500 that's already that's and you probably that's increased or how much if you do that another two two times a day mm-hmm. um yes we don't see down water but again that's just increasing that water and then over time starting to build yeah. it up and just making that a non-negotiable so let's try and get more water in and yes. this is the thing about a habit right the more you do it you'll start to feel the benefits from it and then but, yeah. but when you start to feel the benefits, yeah. you want more. Yeah. So that's yeah. where motivation kicks in. Yeah. Motivation doesn't just land on your yeah. lap. Yeah. It comes from doing these things gradually. And then, oh, I actually quite like that feeling of being alert in the morning and knowing that my skin's hydrated and the people are commenting on my skin's glowing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep doing that. Yeah. And that's when you feel motivated yeah. to do something. Or, so, yeah. And on the flip side, because you know, quite often we're motivated by the things we don't want as opposed to the things you know we mm. do want. Yeah. Um, like if you if you, you were doing really well with the water and you were noticing all that well you maybe kind of noticing these things but you weren't really sure but then you stopped drinking it and then you're like oh god everything's kind of going to pot now because I'm not drinking the water yeah. and then that's kind of like you can definitely see the difference that way and you're like shit get back on the water yeah <laughs> just yeah. just be a hy- hydrated bitches yeah be a dream bitch, yeah. 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 bitch. 
Okay, I've done shift before and it worked for me, which is lovely to hear, thank you. But I've put on so much weight and I keep trying to go back to shift principles, but I never managed to get past lunchtime. I feel like a failure. Any advice? Oh, you're not a failure. Nope. Like I say, never failure, it's always feedback. Experience. And also, you. this is the thing about shift, you're so pumped, energy is so high, you've got that support, you've got that daily reminder of what it is to do or focus on that day. When you leave that shift bubble, shit's difficult to do on your own. Um, So you're probably trying to make the circumstances exactly the same as they were on shift, where you're probably hitting all your targets, all your ducks in a row. You probably had your protein nailed, your fiber nailed, your calories, your steps, your water, your workouts. You're trying to emulate that all at once. Mm. So again, it goes back to the other lady that said, I'm, I'm, I'm failing, you know, any advice, pick two or three things yeah. and nail those, yeah. right? Would yeah. you say? Yeah, 100%. Until they become like second nature and it's like yeah. easy. And yeah. then you can add, again, it's like stacking those things. Yeah. Add something onto that next. Yeah. What, what do you want to try next? And mm-hmm. yeah. make that. I mean, you know, like obviously, like ideally, yeah, you're, you're doing shift, but we want you to be able to, in six months' time, a year's time, be totally you know having this change of lifestyle that you're doing all independent yeah. yeah of course yeah. that is the dream i remember yeah. my first day when i started training with to be a pt mm-hmm. they said your hope is that these people will be with you forever yeah. they will be with you until a certain time otherwise. and then yeah. everything that you have taught them they can go and do by mm-hmm. themselves and that will be absolutely dependent on how well you teach them and the confidence that you give them to do it by themselves mm-hmm. and obviously six weeks <clears> is a great deal of time to instill these yeah. habits for for a lifetime yeah. But you, yeah, it can be quite difficult when you leave that because you have that support network and you have those daily reminders and you have that daily schedule of getting up every morning. Like your lady today that you posted about said, it was just so great. I'd get up every morning, 6 a.m. I maybe be a post there. I think, right, what am I going to get in my head around today? What's the focus on today? I'm going to make that my my aim for the day is to to really think. It does it for you, doesn't it? Like it gives you rather have to wake up that overwhelming feeling in the morning of like, got this to do, got this to do, it's kind of, especially with shift, it kind of tells you, reminds you kind of exactly what, what you need to focus on for that day and again, right. yeah, and that, mm-hmm. and that gentle reminder as well that it doesn't have to be perfect yeah. Yeah. and it looks different for every single person as well. Yes, like, we're big on yeah, that. Yeah, like it, we've, obviously we speak a lot about mums, we are mums, so we, we work with a lot of mums and mm-hmm. we have shift workers, we have leads, we have nurses, everyone's like day, day to day is mm-hmm. so, so different as well Um, so that's why we hopefully the post kind of if you can take anything away from any little bit in the post and um, that'll help you with that day and um, then we're we're happy with that yeah definitely yeah okay someone wants to know why is sleep so important for fat loss mm. good question <laughs> good question sleep is i would say sleep is um important for everything mm-hmm. for life and it's definitely up there with like your pillars for if you are not getting enough sleep you can't lose fat if you're not getting enough sleep um it impacts so much more but you know from a like a technical you know reference textbook kind of answer is like that if you if you're not getting enough sleep you're so much more likely to overeat you know mm-hmm. just think about it, the days you've had a shit sleep you wake up grumpy and then when your grump moves down as well you're just reaching for the rubbish yeah if you're not getting enough sleep you're hungry you're, it's impacting your hunger hormones like you know like um physiologically it's impacting your hunger hormones you want to eat more um so there's a definite kind of reason why but um but actually yeah you want to be sleeping to support your body to to lose the weight and and to for when you're sleeping as well like you want to be making sure that you're getting a 
decent amount of sleep. Like there's lots of research out there, like your sleep, the amount of sleep you get is related directly to how long you live. So if you're not sleeping well, you know, then that's impacting so, so much because your body's not actually sleeping when you're, when you're sleeping, like your body's, that's when it's, um, you know, it's regenerating all the cells. It's recovering, that's when your muscles grow. This is what I tell people. Like, don't overtrain. You need that sleep yeah. and that recovery because yeah. that's when your muscles are going to grow. Yeah. So to help with that, I would definitely say do not eat too close before bedtime. So if you don't want to be digesting your food when you're sleeping or that's going to absolutely impact your quality of sleep as well. Yeah. And also as females, like we have different um, quality of sleep throughout our menstrual cycle as well. So I would say just that's another reason which we speak a lot about in shift is like tracking your menstrual cycle. Like, because if you know where you are, if you're in that secondary, like luteal phase, then you know that your sleep's going to be impacted. Then it's like, okay, well that's why kind of thing. So it helps you um, Awareness. Kind of deal with that. Yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah, you know, like it, so you're, so don't eat too close before bedtime and that will absolutely help you with your sleep yeah. because if you're digesting food, you know, your blood sugars are, are impacted as well. So that's what's waking you up as well if you're eating too close to bed. So make sure you, if you're going to bed at 10, falling asleep at 11, you don't eat past eight. But we're a human, you know, life, life. means no snacky snacks. Yeah. You're not to Love Island. What never, the fuck? I would never be like, okay, there's a um, a lock in the fridge now. It's eight. <laughs> <laughs> no. You're done, you're done for the day. But just be aware, like your main meal, you do not want to be eating at 10 o'clock at night, you know, that kind of thing. And, you know, you'll see a big difference from sleeping well. Yeah. I think as well, caffeine and <clears throat> yes. consumption as well is a big thing too. Definitely. Yeah. If, we don't often know that we're sensitive to caffeine as well. So I think yeah. having that cut <clears throat> as well. Um, I think, I don't know, I can't remember what study about like 2 p.m. was like, yeah, like, like, like literally it's, late. Yeah. So well, it depends again, I think, on. And not only that, like if you're if you've got any goals with regarding to becoming um, fitter or stronger in your workouts, think how much better your quality of workout mm-hmm. is going to be. You're going to feel much more motivated to get a workout in if you have slept well. Yeah. It can impact your activity because if you're not getting good quality sleep, you know, hitting snooze a million times, groggy when you wake up, you're, you're not going to get a workout done. No, no, no. You're going to sit on your arse and watch Netflix all yeah. day. So it's good quality <laughs> sleep is so important, not only for the, the the good sort of the good feelings and the good vibes but the energy levels oh, yeah. in order to 100%. to boost you to get through your day and um and to get shit done yeah and to get that neat in and your, when you're feeling like that you're eating more yeah like, yeah exactly yeah your mood that's why yeah um and we talk a lot on shift about this non-exercise activity thermogenesis which is basically all the movement you do around your exercise sessions if you had a rubbish night's sleep yeah you might get a workout in at at 10 o'clock in the morning but how much more movement are you going to do the rest of the day are you going to feel motivated that day to to jump in the car and 
um, or to, to walk off the school run as opposed to taking the car. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to have yeah. such a huge impact. And our bodies are very clever as well. Like, we, our bodies will go into, like, dramatic, like, reserve energy mode as well. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. if you're absolutely shattered and you're reducing your calorie intake, and maybe if you're going really, really low um, as well, your body wants to like, reserve as much energy as possible, so it's going to make you stop like doing things like stop fidgeting, doing things. yeah, and all those things. And eat more, yeah, yeah, and then eat more as well. So yeah, so the classic example is like, see if you're watching tally and the remote control is on the other side of the room, you're not going to get up and yeah. change it. You're going to sit and watch <laughs> whatever <laughs> push <laughs> is yeah, on. Like, yeah. yeah. Why am I still watching Peppa Pig? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but long after the kids have gone yeah. to bed, you are going to sit yeah. and watch that because you can't be arsed because yeah. you haven't slept. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it absolutely impacts not only eating more, but the choices, mm-hmm. because when you're tired and a lot of ladies on their periods struggle with this, you, you see, you see that you crave chocolate, but it's because when you have sweet sugary snacks, you access your body accesses that energy really quickly. It's quick releasing into yeah. your blood. So you can access that energy really quickly when your body's tired. It's looking for really quick ways yeah. to get energy, to get a little boost, to survive, to to keep you awake, and to mm-hmm. to fuel all the things that your body needs to do. <clears throat> Even if you're sat in a chair, it's still got lots to do under the skin. And this is why you start looking for sugary snacks or things that are absolutely going to hit your bloodstream really, really quickly. Yeah. As opposed to, when I mean, you're never going to crave like a, a an apple. Yeah, <laughs> you're not. <laughs> Maybe a chocolate cover apple. <laughs> that was my pregnancy cream. Apples. Well, apple. Yeah. Oh, so maybe you were <laughs> Pink lady apples was pregnancy. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but but yeah, you're never going to crave something like that or like a bowl of Brussels sprouts. It's going to be like yeah. the sweet stuff that you can get really quickly. You can get the, the energy from. And this is why lots of ladies on their period, because you're burning so much energy under the surface, preparing for yeah. a viable pregnancy, yeah. takes up a lot of energy, tires you out. This is why when you've got your period, you crave chocolate. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. 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 That's yeah. it. That's it. Mic drop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> okay. Uh, that takes us nicely into why do I always feel sleepy in the afternoon? Uh, that's a good uh, one. Takes us nicely into that. Because <laughs> you've had pasta for lunch. <laughs> Am I right? Uh, yeah. This is basically me, like me, my. Um, like yeah focus my role my passion in a nutshell kind of thing like so many ladies do <laughs> you gonna be like did you just say your passion yeah. so, so my, I don't often say fitness that is my passion <laughs> um, yes but you do so you get your ladies, picks from these, yeah, these kind of questions um, feel like you know rubbish in the afternoon and it's all to do with this yeah energy balance throughout the day and it starts you know like from what well from how your, your quality of sleep to what you're having for breakfast so basically um it's it's kind of like known as like a post-lunch dip because naturally your energy your blood sugar levels do take a dip um in the afternoon but you know not so much that you maybe you know notice it too too much as well but the reason this is is due to what you're eating so when you're eating too much sugar you cause it causes or carbohydrate based foods let's say not necessarily chocolate bar but it could be more carby based you're causing it this is um much more faster releasing energy into our bloodstream which causes your blood sugars to spike um and then when this happens <laughs> i feel like i'm giving a giving a lecture and <laughs> um, we're here for it okay for it. right cool <laughs> <laughs> Your body overcompensates by producing more insulin, which is the storage hormone, um, than what is 
what is really necessary. So then your blood sugar levels drop really quickly and, you know, there's, um, the insulin causes it to go where it needs to go to. So into your liver or into your muscles. Um, and that leaves you with a bit of a, a this dip and that you're, you're feeling a bit rubbish, a bit irritable, hungry, tired. It's really tired. Um, and then that makes you kind of think, well, I want to get that feeling back again. So you, therefore you, you then reach for something sugary again. So you can't help it. Like it's physiological, mm-hmm. like you just go for it. And then it, this is, leads to this blood sugar roller coaster effect. Um, so we want to combat this by making sure that you're having I don't think any of us have mentioned the word protein since we started. It is like the um, the star wonder nutrient, Mm. Um, and you know a lot of and actually like a lot of um, reason is because like you know back in the day like like a lot of studies on how much protein we should have is comes from like elderly men and you know a lot we do yes we work with men but a lot of we um people we work with are female and we do need a lot more protein than than what is recommended and um and what protein can do it literally binds to the sugar binds to the glucose and slows down its release into your bloodstream so you're feeling um, it, this blood blood sugar is not a spike; it's more of a curve, and um, so it helps you to feel fuller for longer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, protein it's like so many benefits. It literally um, it's the only nutrient that actually burns a lot a lot of calories to digest. So I, I think it's a good thirty percent of the protein that you eat is is used in digestion. And the reason that is because it takes so long for your body to, to your stomach to digest it. It goes right into your um, large intestine and anything that makes it way that far down, it you know, it uses a lot more energy to digest that. So, yeah, so, you know, why wouldn't you eat more protein then? Because you're actually using that more energy mm-hmm. just to digest it. That's the thermic effect of food, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> there you go, yes. T-E-F. It's science, bitch. Yeah. And it affects your hormones, so your hormones are a lot more balanced as well. You're feeling fuller for longer, so have more protein and you won't feel sleepy in the afternoon. Yeah, I guess. And make sure you start your day with protein. I would recommend at least 20 grams, but a lot of our shifters will have more than that. Yeah. But if you're not used to that, then, yeah, make sure you're getting in at least 20 grams at breakfast. What would be the ideal lunch for someone that struggles with being sleepy in the afternoon? Well, something, so, yeah, so something protein-based and, you know, that didn't come in on Thursday Thursday, by the way. That's just something that I thought could add to, <laughs> to, to Claire's <laughs> little spiel there. Because <laughs> you're, you're all sitting thinking that if I feel tired in the afternoon, what should I be eating well, at you, lunch? If you, if anyone that does kind of follow what I do on Instagram, you know I've got a bit of an obsession for chickpeas. <laughs> <laughs> you do. It's unhealthy. <laughs> Your obsession is unhealthy. The chickpeas are relatively. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I have been for lunch today and I was like, I can't put this on Instagram again. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a chickpea boar? Boar? Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> that too. Every day. Um, getting loose about your chickpeas. The good thing about like they're so cheap and so versatile. Yeah. So and you know a lot of a lot of people say like I can't eat healthy, it's too expensive. Like it's Can you have to cook chickpeas. No. Oh. Eat them straight yeah. They're great baked. Ah, I think I tried to do that before. But oh, baked yeah. with some like paprika oh, and, salt yeah. and some salt and pepper. And air fryers. Yeah, they are. They are they good. like popcorn then. They go like, like popcorn. Crispy on, well, they don't like look. Oh, right. crispy, crispy on the outside and a bit soft ah, on the inside. Yeah, yeah so okay. something that's protein based. And, you know, again, what it was like, you know, try and think about how to combine your protein. So if you're having like, 
if it is, um, I'm thinking of like lunch times, but you know, maybe chicken possibly wouldn't. But I always, always, always say about how amazing leftovers are. So if you've made an amazing chicken curry for dinner and you make extra so that when it comes to lunchtime the next day, um, oh, I've got this. And how you know how amazing do things taste the next oh, day? Yeah, like oh, so good, the flavors and yeah. everything. Always, always yeah. taste so much better. Yeah. But so you know what? Fun. The problem is now I'm finding is I've got a 14 year old son that eats like a horse. <laughs> so I would normally cook and it would always be leftovers. And now he'll want more after dinner. So I'm yeah. like, I'm just going to have that it's for my more. lunch. Yeah. And he, he eats eats like an absolute horse. I can't say he that. works out as well. He's growing. Yeah. He's taller than me now. You know, he's about he's over six foot. Um, so obviously I'm delighted that he wants to eat the stuff yeah. that I've cooked. But yeah, yeah, I always have to buy like. Two packs of bins now instead of yeah. one. There would always be like a couple of portions left over. So you're almost cooking for an extra person. But now I just feel like, yeah, I'm literally cooking for an extra person mm-hmm. for just having my 14-year-old son eating more more stuff yeah, of what we need. Yeah, like that. He has like three portions and like his own portions. I'm like, oh, there's everyone's dinner. Yeah. Say, so and <laughs> <laughs> how expensive is chicken? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So well, I, I hope we answered the question. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Um, someone asked about where is the question gone? Reduced fat options, good or bad for overall health? Um, oh, we've got all really this baby good. stuff coming up. Yeah. <laughs> Sam yeah. the spotlight. Um. Okay. Well, you know, like, so you have like. Yeah, low, what was the question? Reduce <laughs> 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 fat options, good or bad for yeah. overall so, health? You know, like I, I try and avoid like looking at one specific nutrient to look at what, you know, like focusing meals all around that. But a lot of the time, you have to be careful, like low fat options, they're generally much higher in sugar, and sugar is additives. Um, and additives, mm-hmm. yeah. And, you know, when sugar is very, very easily in your body converted into fat for storage, if you're not using up the energy, you have a limit on how much sugar your muscles can hold. Um, And then, yeah, and then your body will store it very easily. So, yeah, so that's the sort of low low fat is quite often high sugar. So I'm talking more about things like yogurts and things like Mm -hmm. I do get a lot of questions about Oh, like zero um, percent feed, yes, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, go. Just like, let's not focus too much on on that. Let's focus on more on what we can have. Like, let you know how much proteins in there, all that kind of stuff as well. But yeah, you know, there's good. There's um, like saturated fat is definitely um, something to be aware of, and it is will increase like cholesterol levels as well. So we want to make sure that we're not having too much saturated fat in your diet. So I would say if you're looking for certain types of meats uh, like for example your your mints you get from the shelves like mm-hmm. i would always go for like the five percent options yeah, opposed yeah. to like the 20 percent. but you know at the same time like don't beat yourself up if you are the you know having that now and again the biggest thing is how much you also how much movement you're doing is going to use up that um that so much as well like it's you know that's really really key um, so I would definitely think about foods that are natural. So generally, like it's animal products that are going to contain the fat as well. So dairy, animal like meats and things. So go for the leaner cuts definitely, because mm-hmm. there is some thought that like you know the the fat in meat like that's where the animal stores a lot of their, their kind of like toxins and things as well. So I would look for lower fat options for meat products. Um, but I wouldn't stress too much about it really as well. And the questions about overall health, but certainly, you know, when it comes to calories, 
fat is the macro that holds the most. So for every gram, there's nine calories per gram of fat as opposed to four per gram of protein or um, carbohydrate. So yeah, if you have higher fat foods, you're naturally going to consume more calories. So this is why it's important when we're looking at sources of protein, whilst eggs are great and salmon and red meat are great, these things are naturally higher in fat, so they're going to carry more calories. So if it's for overall health, but but fat is good. Fat is essential for hormone function, for ladies that are breastfeeding, they need to make sure they consume a certain amount of fat, Sam, for for milk supply. Especially if they are in a calorie deficit, um, which we'll get into, I think, more questions about postpartum and things. But yeah, um, so breastfeeding, yeah, we need to make sure that um, we're adding on a lot, a lot, uh, enough calories that um, it still makes um, milk supply the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, because it's not only for kind of your, um, your for for baby for your recovery as well. And um, mm-hmm. so if we're going too low in our calories and things like that as well, and good fat sources. Um, it's going to it's going to um, impact our milk supply um, and what we're giving baby, which um, is not what the goal is here at all. No. Um, and you need to have that energy as well that supports breastfeeding because it is it takes a lot out of you mm-hmm. um, as well. Um, same with the hydration kind of thing. I'm going off a bit of a tangent here. Um, hydration is so important when breastfeeding as well. So all of these things are huge factors when we're taking into account of um, our postpartum ladies who are still breastfeeding mm-hmm. and when we're working out their calories and stuff for them too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, what I was going to say there. Produce fat options. Definitely, you know, like, like you say, fat is really important in our diets. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say a lot of the reduced fat things you see, a lot of it's like a marketing thing as well. So yeah, don't yeah. get too caught up in that. Absolutely. Let's focus on your diet as a whole. Yeah. Let's focus on how much fiber you're getting in, how much, um, yeah, the protein as well. And carbs are important and as well. Carbs aren't. Carbs. Oh, I mean, carbs are not something to be shied yeah, away from. That's where your energy comes from. Hundred percent. And um, you know, our body, uh, our brain is like uses sixty, roughly. I think about sixty percent is carbohydrate it uses um, to function. You know, and there's a lot of um, media out there at the moment about uh, you know avoiding carbohydrates and and this you know blood sugar spikes going to be killing us and all this all this sort of stuff as well. But just you know, it's all about everything in moderation. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, and also hello fruit and vegetables are carbohydrates yeah. mm-hmm. which is something that people totally forget yeah, exactly. you know, people yeah. panic about eating too many carbohydrates yeah. but we're encouraging everyone that does shift to eat for women 30 grams of fiber a day yeah. and for gentlemen 35 grams of fiber a day because that's a recommended amount yeah. um, and those you'll you'll find fiber in your carbohydrates so it's definitely yeah. not something to be shy yeah. away so from. i think the biggest message is don't focus on too much on one thing and you know just as long as you're getting a variety yeah and you're covering all bases you know you that's the that's more important than you know like focusing to zeroing in on something you know too much as well yeah and also something that we look at and shift that you touched on and actually a client fed that back in her feedback this week and that was instead of thinking you know i'm dieting so i can't eat x y and z and now think about all the amazing stuff that i can yeah. eat you can eat so much food in abundance when you're really aware of the nutritional values of it and the calorie content of it. Like if you go for those things like the chickpeas and the kidney beans that are really calorie dense and you get a lot of, a, a lot of, yeah, I do. A secret chickpea fan. Um, but yeah, it's these things. If you can bulk out your, your meals with things like that, you are going to be stuffed. You're not going to feel like you're on a diet. So mm-hmm. try and reframe your thinking about what I'm not. I can't have that, yeah. chocolate and this and that. 
Think about all the things, the stuff that you can have when you're looking after yourself. 100%. And pimp yeah. your veg. Like people say, oh, I can't can't stomach the thought of like a plate of a veg in front of me. Yeah. Pimp it up. Yeah. Add spices, add flavorings, mm-hmm. baste it, you know, roast yeah. it, get it in your air fryer. There's so many different ways mm-hmm. that you can do that. Like we made um, the Nando macho peas the other day. Like a tiny nice. little bit of butter and some peas with some mint and some chili flakes. Oh my Ooh, God, yeah. they taste amazing. Oh. We had it with like penny penny chicken and coleslaw and corn on the cob like your meals do not have to be boring no definitely not and that's what I would say as well get out your recipe books yeah little Jamie Oliver everyone's got a Jamie Oliver in the cupboard yeah or a body coach or like on Instagram yeah well yeah Instagram do you know what I mean hashtag there's a really good one that I've discovered called the good bite oh my god his stuff is amazing he uses hot sauce a lot which I love mm-hmm. um, and the stuff just it just it looks and tastes yeah. incredible so pimp your veg I like to find an air fryer Instagram page must be there is there's loads or learn to think of their own like air fire book, air fire book and, there's and there's so many Facebook groups that are for air fire communities yeah. oh there you oh, go so. <laughs> there you go okay there might be a chickpea do you think there's a helpline Come and join me. A, a helpline for chickpea addicts, Free chickpea addicts. <laughs> okay uh, Sam one for you my core strength is rubbish after two C-sections where should I start Okay, well, I'm going to open a ball of prosecco. Okay, we're, we're finished the the <laughs> rosé. Yeah, we're celebrating you having your two sections. How many do you like to have? Three. Well, to take it, I think it's all changed now. I mean, I'm ancient, so it was my day. We're all ancient. In my day, it was two, but uh, no, three. So three. I think after or after your second, they definitely. You ta- or if you have one, do you have to have another? C-section? No, so they, I think they, and then, well, I think they're quite keen to have. Is it elective it after you've had one? Do they say you can have that? No, if you they want? try and, well, they try and promote and want you to have a V back, so birth after a section. They yeah. try a what? Like, a V back. V back. V back. Vaginal birth. Yeah. God, I'm saying, I, think, I think it's called that. Why would the back come into it? Is it vaginal birth after a C section? Oh, yeah. oh. 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 Here, <laughs> 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 can we get that on Amazon Prime? Oh. Delivered tomorrow. I know that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they do try and well, I say they try and encourage it. I think that's the that would be the better route they would like to, unless depending what the complications that were. I guess. For, I mean, this is a whole other podcast. Isn't yeah, it? I know. Sure. Things. Definitely, but yeah. So two C sections down from the same. So I'm two C sections down as well. Um, so yeah, so you have to remember, C-sections are, even though your scars are like teeny compared to what they used to be, um, that's still like, it's quite a, it's a big deal. Like they've cut through six layers um, of muscle and tissue to get there. So if you think about all that repairing, that takes a long, long time. Um, there it goes. <laughs> it takes a long time. Um, before we even even think about kind of implementing exercise and things like into there, we have to really think about... Um, Kind of tissue repair, which I think as well has only come to light in the past. I've only not since I've had mine. My youngest is seven, um, so I think um, okay. <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, then I think C-section um, scar massage is huge at the moment because there's been studies about the yes. tissue around. So I don't know a lot of people who've had C-sections have still have numbness around their tissue and um, the 
the muscle hasn't connected again properly, so we still can't we don't have full function around the muscles around it, but especially the deep core muscles, our transverse muscle as well, mm-hmm. are the muscles we want to really strengthen um, to kind of build up the rest of our core. So our core is made up of so many different muscles as well. Um, I think when we think about our core, we just think of our six-pack our six pack muscles, the um, rectus abdominis that lie in the front, but it's actually made up of our glutes, our hip flexors, our transverse, which is the corset muscle, which kind of where the C-section can scar would just lie beneath, mm. just at our pelvis, um, our pelvic floor, um, our obliques, internal and external obliques, um, our diaphragm as well, our breathing muscles. Mm. So it makes up all of those. If you think about your trunk, like literally from your diaphragm um, to your glutes, that is your core. So all of these muscles need to be able to kind of work together mm. to do the job. So... To, to long as there's not a short answer, the long it is kind of a long haul. Um, but the first things I would say after two C sections, if you want to start going back to basics, this is the best thing. So the first thing I would say would be breathing. Mm. Is really focus on breathing and connecting, which can be a bit like airy fairy, but connecting the breath when you're breathing and really sending the breath into your belly. Mm. Okay, and really connecting with that um, and doing those um, kind of exercises. Um, can you give us a de- demonstration? A dem- oh God, over a microphone? It's going to be deep breathing into a microphone. <laughs> you, can, you can call hotlines uh, for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Not talk about that, but a good way, even if I can describe it on here, is having one hand on your ribcage and one hand on your tummy. Okay, mm. and then when we're inhaling, rather than kind of, we're really, really good and when we inhale say good it's not a good thing we really inflate the chest okay what we want to do is when we inhale is inflate the rib cage and the lower tummy mm. as we inhale and as we exhale we want to really um try and engage the lower core muscles so as we exhale we're going to try and imagine so that corset we're trying to imagine that corset's tightening okay so exhale everything kind of draws in mm. we want to shorten the distance between the rib cage and the pelvis as well so if you imagine as well like a can of coke Okay, when you stand on one side of a can of coke, it kind of crunches up together. Okay, and that's what basically what a crunch is. Okay, we're shortening the distance between the rib cage and the pelvis um, as it crunches up as we engage the core muscles. Okay, so doing that on your back is um, the best thing you can do, first of all, is literally breathing and trying to engage those muscles. And if you can't even do that part, you can't feel those muscles, again, focus on your pelvic floor muscles. So engaging and lifting up through the pelvic floor. So the way I was taught um, was imagine um, your front and your back passage. We're going to go there, okay? Absolutely go there. A figure of eight. A figure of eight. So right in the middle. What do you call it? Is it the gooch? Right in the middle. <laughs> Is it the kind of the Oh, that's the posh word. Oh, oh I've posh. <laughs> because right because in the bit of skin. Yeah, literally the, the figure of eight, right yeah. in the middle. If you imagine there. Because you can massage that when you're playing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah, yeah, to prevent tears and stuff like that as well. You <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought you meant that, the gooch, something else. <laughs> Maybe it's not a good I've never heard of a goose. Oh, God, maybe I've said that wrong. More to find out. Oh, is that a technical thing? You carry on, and I'm going to look that up on Urban Dictionary, because if you need to know anything, you can find it on Urban Dictionary. Okay, so anyway, think of that figure of eight shape in in that kind of middle part. The goose. Yeah. What we imagine, we're just going to draw up really, really gently. Again, it's not this big clench, which pelvic floor exercises, I think we were always told, Kegels are this big, like, Mm. clench of engagement, where a lot of people do that, and they're they kind of engage through their glutes more than anything. And we don't want to do yes. that. We want to engage more through um, the pelvic floor, which is kind of the hammock um, that lies underneath the, the pelvis. Um, and it's the front and the back, in between like the front and the back passage when they kind of lift up. So I was taught, imagine looking up, if I, is it 
Oh my god, don't don't put Gooch into Urban okay. Dictionary. Okay. I'm actually blushing. Okay. Okay. Oh my god, you're gonna say it on the podcast or we're not? Uh, so <laughs> the, the definition is it's more the example. Oh. So I'll just give you the definition. Okay. Gooch is another word for Chad. Chad? Oh. The region between the balls and the oh, arsehole. So, oh. so not a female. <laughs> well maybe this is why it's what maybe does. Exposed. Well, it's well. I mean, it's still going to be the same. Yeah, the same area. Man or woman? Yeah, but we're, obviously we're talking. We're going for female obviously, pelvic floor exercises. Yeah, you're male. Like male, males can do pelvic floor exercises. If you I think was gonna say, nuts, they... nuts to guts is a cue. Oh really? Yeah. Nuts to the <laughs> But please, if you're doing yeah. that, don't look yeah. at the definition or the example. Don't look at the example on okay. Urban Dictionary oh, because well. I am getting a bit flustered and okay. I'm sweating. Favorite, okay. favorite term? Smell your willies. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but that makes so much sense. Yeah, doesn't it? I know. That's. Can I just say, clarify that that's a workout term? Yeah. For tilting your <laughs> pelvis, that's got nothing to do with anyone smelling their willy. Thank you, but it's oh yeah, it's just you know it works. These, well, it, these, works. it does work. It does yeah. work. It work. Anything that you can yeah. give to yes. everyone yeah. to remind just them, like, I mean, they remember it straight away. So yeah. of course yeah. they do. But just like the gooch, the gooch, back, yeah. the gooch. So and backing into a Hemsworth. Yeah, so back, yeah, backing oh. into a Hemsworth when you're doing a, you do an RDL like, or anything like that. Yep. Sorry. So, Sorry. yeah, you're picking up a blueberry. Picking up a blueberry. Okay, okay. So, yeah, we're picking up a blueberry, but we're not making blueberry juice. So, it's a little self lift up, okay? But it's really important as well with your pelvic floor exercise that you're able to release and relax to the pelvic floor. So, a lot of women assume they've got a really weak pelvic floor, when in fact, actually, they probably are able to engage their pelvic floor. They're just not able to release that engagement. So, when we engage anything or contract any muscle, and we're in that kind of tense state for a long yeah. period of time, that muscle, because um, what the pelvic floor is, will become looser and looser, maybe not the right term, but will become weaker in that okay. point, if okay. that makes sense. So oh, it's really okay. important. Uh-huh. A lot of people actually have an overactive pelvic floor, we're not able to relax it um, as well, which can have <clears throat> really similar implications um, in terms of um, symptoms of weak and overactive pelvic floor. Um, exercise. So they would be the first two I would go to post C-section um, would be your pelvic floor and just abdominal breathing. Um, after that, it would be really, really gentle movement, focusing on the stability of, of the hips and the pelvis. So the core is going to be working to keep those movements still. And if we get to the point where we are doing that, like single leg, um, say, say we're lying on our back, we want to focus on um, keeping everything else still. Um, these are bent feet on the floor. We're going to extend one leg away and just slide it away from us draw the leg in and we're using the breath to do that. If we're starting to move through the hips and the pelvis while we're doing that, we need to digress it and go back a little bit further because we're not ready for those movements yet. Um, So again, it's just working up really, really gentle. And to be honest, core rehab after, especially C-sections, is boring. Like Mm. it's boring because it's tedious, it's long, but you don't feel like the burn. Um, And we don't really want to feel that burn, especially in the front of the the rectus, the front abdominal muscles. We don't want to feel that burn. Um, in terms of like flexion, like crunchy movements and that at the moment, because we want to really focus on the deep core muscles mm. and being able to engage them again and feel them again so they can stop doing what they're meant to do. What about that cone thing? Is that um, yes, yeah, so that's for diagnosis yeah. as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, we have the abdominal separation, and you can still, so I didn't notice, I mm. assumed um, when like after having C sections and all this, I don't know why, because you saw the bump, like you, I wouldn't have any of that because. You've, it's like it would just be like the lower core muscles and that but I had yeah two centimetre three centimetre um, 
separation, wow. which I only have one now, but still, but I still have a one sitting here, and it's just not, no matter what I do, it just yeah. isn't going back, and that's sometimes that's how it is, and some people will go back straight away, but again, it's doing movements that are going to support that, mm-hmm. um, support those muscles, rather than we can make it worse, so if we go straight into um, full planks, and crunches. sit-ups, crunches, all of those things, we can actually put pressure on the soft tissue, which is the linear alba, which is the soft tissue that runs from the sternum to the belly button, and that's in the middle of that um, separation. If we put that pressure when that tissue isn't strong enough, that can actually deepen that and widen that um, separation more, which we don't want to do. So we want to do things that are, again, much more restorative um, and to work on kind of kneading those muscles back together before we go on to the harder course. Do you have to be careful yourself with that then? Yes, um, since doing my qualification, I've kind of, yeah, totally changed how I train my core and stuff now and it's way more focused on um, stabilising kind of all other, because like like any other muscle, when something else is weak, something else has to overcompensate for that. So it could be glutes, it could be your lower back, if your lower Mm -hmm. back gets tight and it affects everything, your posture, everything. Mm -hmm. So even now I have to catch myself when I'm doing certain core things and... it just isn't it just isn't working or I've got to yeah change that stuff up um at the moment. But it is it gets there. But again the core training, proper core training, especially postpartum, is long and it's tedious. So like but Pilates, yeah, really yeah Pilates is probably the best thing I would say <clears throat> in terms of um again it focuses on the principles of Pilates, which is your breathing yeah. um and your movement and all of that and doing all of that together um and the stability of the um pelvis and the hips and stuff as well. So yeah. I had a diastasis recti. Yeah. Um, so both my babies were big and um yeah, I've got DR and it's still there. Yeah. And you know it when like obviously if you don't know what diastasis recti is, you can put it into YouTube, you there's a test that you can do that essentially means you're lying on your back, you put two fingers into your belly button, yeah. and then as you slowly sit up, you feel if there's a separation yeah. there. And it, it's very common. Um but yeah, I've still definitely got a gap yeah. there and I notice it mostly when um like I'm doing a plank. Like my yeah, yeah, lower yeah. tummy will hang down yeah. because there just is not yeah, the core strength. Yeah. And Frankie's ten, like yeah. it's ten years yeah. ago, and it's still there. Um, yeah. But yeah, absolutely, there's definitely rehab stuff that you can yeah, do. Definitely. And for cases that are really severe, it's an operation, yeah, but it's definitely. such an evasive operation yeah, for a long recovery. Yeah, definitely, and I think there's a lot more now. Unfortunately, it's private and not NHS, but um, women health, women's health physios as well. Um, where people can get, you can get referred, you can go privately, and they can really help with um, kind of pelvic floor stuff. Again, diastasis really helping, um, especially severe cases, exercise and rehab stuff properly with the physios that they can help with that as well. Um, and as well with the diastasis, the separation is what we're looking for, but also the, the soft tissue as well. We want to make sure this we're able to build um, tension in that soft tissue. So if we um, have maybe just one centimetre or two centimetres um, separation, but if we can really push down, our fingers literally disappear, which it does, okay, we want to then build that tension so then that kind of starts to bounce back and push our fingers away. Yeah. Okay, so we want to make sure that soft tissue is uh, getting stronger as well. And um, so it's not and just it's all about the, yeah, it's not just about the gap, it's about the tension in that soft tissue yeah. um, as well. Have you spoken about scar massage, which I think no. Yes, we have. Yeah, so scar massage uh, for C-sections as well is so important again for to kind of for muscle memory as well, apparently, and to activate um, the muscles around the scar tissue. But 
And this no, is a, a lot of down. people, sorry to interrupt, yeah. but a lot of people um, suffer with the pouch. Yeah, the pouch, yeah, definitely. So it um, basically just means it's the skin that hangs yeah. around the scar because literally those muscles have been severed yeah. and it's very difficult to get yeah, that back. Is it excess skin then? Or no, it's, no, it's just it's the muscles muscle. just haven't come back. Yeah, back you in, have yeah. no, absolutely, there's nothing there that's pulling it back yeah. in. Okay. Um, as opposed to like the upper abdominals where the muscles there are pulling yeah. everything yeah. in, it's they've completely been severed. Mm-hmm. Um, the scar tissue is so hard as well, so... So if you yeah. massage it and break it down around it, mm-hmm. um, then the muscles kind of react to that around it as well and start to do their job as well. And regenerate. Yeah, exactly. So it is, it's good. And that was never something I like was really talked about until recently. And a lot of uh, it's a lot of like female health physios um, on like Instagram that talked about how important scar massage is again for the first time. And actually, you shared that with some of the girls yeah, on and shift, shift, and they've yeah. gone and done it yeah. and found incredible yeah, results from it. Yeah. So if anyone is listening yeah. that's got that having no feeling in your scar and having discomfort in your scar isn't actually normal mm-hmm. like it's not yeah. normal so mm-hmm. to be able to go in and be able to do something about that is huge because i think i don't know health physicians i don't know if they are not when i had mine didn't didn't tell cover you that no, it didn't cover that at all yeah so. and do you think it starts like before i know it's taking what doesn't help this lady but if when you're pregnant and things as well with your um, pelvic floor and things yes like. definitely so pelvic floor exercises from soon like pregnancy yeah definitely from all the way through and um, core training as well in pregnancy is really really important again again it changes your goals it changes in terms of what you're training your core for so obviously in pregnancy we're not training for a six pack we're not training for visible abdominals we're training for and um, maintain strength in our core and our um, stability mobility in our joints is really important as well yeah. um, and strength to support um, our bodies through pregnancy our core is our like our armor isn't it if you think about it like it keeps us upright it supports the spine yeah um, and all those things the yeah do, so to be able mm-hmm. to keep that strong um, throughout pregnancy is really important and yeah. it's going to help the recovery process on the other side and um, postpartum too okay coming up to a wonderful one Someone, because obviously when we do Thirsty Thursday, we ask for questions, confessions, ask people just to share anything because it's bants. And someone said, I'm pregnant. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, I'm wonderful. Congratulations. Oh, I know. Are you doing your... I mean, this is my first rodeo. I absolutely know how to tie questions together. <laughs> there, try and clump them together. Yeah. Um, so, right, Jimmy Kindle. What's his name? <laughs> Who? Who's Jimmy Kindle? <laughs> oh my god, trying to cut you off. <laughs> what? You do the, the dream, don't you? Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. Jimmy Fallon? No. Jimmy Kimmel. Yes. The interviewer. interviewer. Yeah. Well, I think I'm more of a Drew Barrymore, actually. <laughs> of course, Soz. Um, She's your doppel as well. Yeah, well, I have been told that Drew Barrymore is my doppelganger, or she's mine, whatever. Um, yeah, so someone shared that they're Aww, pregnant. How wonderful. Just yeah. the most exciting, love, glorious time. Yeah, that's the only thing you wrote. Yeah, I, I think I might know who it is, and I'm fucking ecstatic. I actually cried when she messaged me and told me. Um, I'm absolutely ecstatic for her because, yeah, it's it's a wonderful. It? It's a wonderful time in yeah. her life, oh, and um, I'm just I feel very happy and blessed to, that she shared her news with me, and it's beautiful. It's very beautiful. Okay, life changing. Uh, still with babies because you know I'm I'm Drew Barrymore. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's clear. Um, I'm due my first baby in a few weeks, and I'm so nervous about the bo- booth, the birth. Tell us your birthing stories. Good lord. There we go. Oh. Who wants to go first? Go first. Okay. Go. Mine, oh, mine were like completely like chocolate cheese. So Max was 36 hours um, in labor. Well, so not out of labor, so a bit of 
exaggeration, but he, yeah, I was due to be induced and then went the night before. Um, and then... Why did you get induced? Um, he was bang on two weeks late. Right. Um, so, yeah, I went in. All of this is interesting for someone that's just about to give birth. Yeah, like, I don't know. What point yeah. did you get induced? Like, what's the procedure? Uh, it was, yeah, exactly two weeks overdue. Um, and then, yeah, the night before, well, I started having contractions and I was like, oh, this is totally fine. Just <laughs> <laughs> stay, stay long as soon as possible. Literally two hours later, I was like, fuck this, I'm off. I'm into the hospital. Um, and then... Everything slowed down, which I was like, what? what? This doesn't happen. Slowed down for did people. You get, say, did you get any medication in that time? Um, no, I don't think I did. Did you get any no. tablet? Like, no. Um, no? Okay. no, I didn't get anything. Everything slowed down. And then, like, for full, I think it was 24 hours. And then started up again. Um, and then, yeah, it was just long. I remember it as well, though. Like, I just wanted to have a bath all the time. So, but, but every time I got in the bath, I'd be like, no, I'm done now. I'll be in the bath for <laughs> a second. Yeah, no. Water back the, to the room. In the and hospital? Then, yeah, and then, like, go run me into the bath. And I'd roll back through again for, like, 30 seconds. I'd be like, no, I can't. I can't be in did you want to, Did you want to give birth in the water? No. No, you just felt like yeah, a bath? Yeah, I felt like a bath. You just be an extra. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Elgin. At Glasgow. Oh, okay, Glasgow. Um, and then, yeah, then things kind of, I, I can't quite so long ago. I couldn't have been. Yeah. No, did they not? Well, they do, but only like one or two. Oh. And well, I, I think there was only one in Glasgow, and I took up the whole night. <laughs> and then, yeah, it was a good long while after that. And then he just wasn't progressing um, in labour, and then he was in emergency section um, after that. All that, they were like, oh, gas and air, that changed everything. Oh. I was enjoying myself after that, um, <laughs> to an extent. And then, I do remember though, and I was fucking raging at the time. I do remember because my sister was also with me. Labour there for obviously the same duration. Oh, this might be just this place. <laughs> <laughs> I remember at one point, I was just like on the bed in between contractions, and I remember just looking at them, and they were in the corner, huddled in the corner, writing a list. I was like, what the fuck are you two doing? They were writing a list of what food they wanted from Greg's and McDonald's to give to my mum. They were like, we're really tired, we've been here for a while. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, this is an inconvenience for you. Oh um, no! Yeah, I'm sure they're riding. Wow! They were like, "Do you write me? Can I imagine you in the middle? No, if you get that, we'll share that. I'll get this instead." And then what a pain of our souls! And then yeah, and then he was. We were whisked down to um, theatre, and he was yeah, and he was um, eight pound nine. So he's quite big, but yeah, just not progressed with um, labour. And then with Molly, it was completely opposite. Kind of same. She was ten days over, I think, um, and um, started having contractions. Was again was due to go in um, the day after to be induced. Started having contractions again. And I was like, no, trust, go to work. It'll be fine. <laughs> we'll be here for thirty six hours. Yeah. Um, I think he literally got to Inverness, and my mum phone was like, no, you have to come back now. Um, within like contractions started so so quickly and so fast, um, and then straight through to Elgin and tried to drop Max. I don't even remember any of this. I had to drop, mum dropped Max and we went through to Elgin. I think mum at this point was delighted because she was like, oh, I'll be in the room, I'll witness it all. Ross is going to miss it. Like she was chuffed that this was going to happen. Aww. And then he literally just came through at the last minute. She was like, oh, Asian. But, <laughs> but as soon as I got in, again, I don't remember this, but apparently going into 
um, Dr. Gray is I kept on trying to climb a fence because I, <laughs> I wanted to get higher. But in my head, for some reason, I had to be higher up when the contractions came. Oh. <laughs> and this guy was talking about, yeah, I had to be high. For some reason, in my head, wow. I had to be higher. <laughs> so so was, nine months pregnant yeah, lady climbs fence. Outside the Yeah, and then the portrait <laughs> blessing to see me came out with like a chair. I was like, get her in the chair and got straight up, straight through the ward, straight into a room. Um, and then my warts broke and then um, I don't remember this but I think Molly had I think she pooed in yeah, the Yeah, yeah so yeah. straight away they were like no C-section and stuff um, at this point Ross wasn't yet there though um, and he, I remember just him appearing at my side in scrubs and I was like oh thanks for taking your time to get here but um, and then yeah <laughs> So that was like four hours in it. She was like, from contraction starting that morning. But you planned to have Yeah. But then, yeah, and then she was in um, the ICU for a little bit, for a few days. Um, and then then she was fine after that. But they were going to take her to Aberdeen. Her and Ross flew to Aberdeen. But then, unfortunately, there was a lady who had twins who were premature, who were more of a priority, which mm. I know is selfish. I was like, oh, God, because I couldn't go to Aberdeen at the same time. I had to stay because I had a C-section. Yeah. So she got to stay um, in Elgin with us. But yeah, so that was four hours in total. She was here and that was 36 hours. How, how big was Molly when she was born? She was 7, 12. <laughs> so she was a lot smaller. Um, didn't look smaller. She looked like a unit as much as Max did. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Claire? So long ago. <laughs> I was just trying to think back there. <laughs> so I... Um, yeah, so I was pregnant in Edinburgh, and then we moved up to Forest. And first of all, it's like, oh, Edinburgh, everything was like on, uh, all the notes were on computerised. I bet they didn't do that in Forest. Oh, like, it's all paper. You and had paper. your little folder in Forest, like your big pregnancy back I didn't when oh. I first came. Oh, right. And then, um, and then they were like, oh no, we can't do this. And I was like, yeah, it's all online though. And they were like, oh, we can't find any. So they had to start from, and I was like, moved up, and I was like, you know, eight months pregnant or something. But that was like in Lane Coyle as well, which is amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Jessica's um, going to be uh, nine. <laughs> nine this year. <laughs> I don't know. Um, nine this year. So, yes. So, um, yeah, I planned. I hadn't, I hadn't really, I just, you know, hadn't really planned that much with Jessica. I just wanted it to be, you know, just kind of go through. I always remember you through a lovely um, baby shower and all these amazing guests. And I was like, what? I have no clue. It's like somebody had got me eye cream. I was like, why do I, why do I need eye cream? And everyone burst out laughing. It's like, I, it's, oh, you are clueless. <laughs> I don't want eye cream. I can see. Yeah, but yeah. Um so it was about twenty five. I forgot past, that I threw you a baby yeah, shower. Uh, yeah. Um so it's about half five in the morning, went through, felt contractions, like this is it, this is it, oh my god, oh my god, like let's go, let's go. And it's just all like excited and you know, no real kind of like knowledge about what is about mm, yeah. to happen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And uh, they were like, went, oh yeah, you're like three centimetres dilated, um, which is like, I think four is maybe when they take you to theatre, mm-hmm. uh, or not theatre, the delivery, delivery yeah. room. So it was like just on the cuffs, and they're like, no, we'll give you, so they gave me pain relief and sent me back to the ward. So I was in a ward, and I, you know, I was having contractions, and I had no clue really because of the pain, that it was giving me pain relief, but I think that probably put it back, like put everything, made it a lot longer. Mm-hmm. 
and um, Stephen nipped out for a paper. Uh, you listened to it. Um, and then the fire alarm went off and he couldn't get back in. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he was like, my grandson's is in there, have a baby. Um, yeah, so, but luckily I was taking so long that he came back. So, um, and it was all, to me, it was all to do with the midwives. Like, um, I think the, the shift must have changed at like, um, two o'clock or something around that time and before that I was just like I was getting gas and air and my or I, I'm like what's the morphine called like they give is it uh, it's morphine is it morphine mm-hmm. I think it was like something else and uh yeah my family were messaging what's happening to Steve what's happening to Claire and she's like oh, she's morphine do your nut were you were you climbing fences though yeah. <laughs> I remember, like you just kind of like you're you're totally at days, yeah. and then the contraction comes, you're kind of like, oh, and it yeah. brings you back to life, and then you kind of relax again. Um, and then the shift changed. This amazing midwife came on, and uh, she was just like, I mean, used to do triathlons at the time, and she was like, can you just imagine you're finishing this triathlon? I don't know how she knew this. Obviously, I had the chat. You're coming to the finish line, and you are sprinting. This is what I want from you. This Why? is wow. wow. And yeah, and then Jessica K. She's born like five past four, um, in the afternoon. It's <laughs> from half past five in the morning. Um, but I think I was on the verge of like I had the heart rate monitor in my belly, um, just you know because every time I was like pushing, my heart rate was going down, and then you'd, you'd kind of relax again and go back to normal. So I think I was on the verge of possibly forceps or something else but yeah no it was that was normal I did have a tear um I can't remember exactly how much but it was a significant tear well I had to get stitches afterwards that was the worst part the, yeah that was the worst part that. awful um and whilst you've got your baby in your arms <laughs> yeah 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 oh yeah so and they, but they do give you an anesthetic that inject, inject an anesthetic down there but yeah it's still you can feel everything Mm-hmm. And then um, she was just was seven eight, so <laughs> little little. So and then India was a very different story. So I um, was doing a lot more like reading up on hypnobirthing and everything, and I really wanted to go down that route. So I did. I read all that. This I can't remember what book it was, but it was amazing. I can find it if anyone wants to know what it was. And um, I kind of left it a bit late, so. <laughs> It was um, Jess and Stephen were outside playing football in the front garden and it was about um, half past nine at night and I was like, I need to go, I need to go. Um, so we got in the car at 20 to nine and she was born at five past ten. Oh, really? Wow. wow. Um, we got up, like, I just... Where did your waters break? Um, so, well, we drove up into the car park at the hospital and Stephen's like, I just need to find a car park space. He's like, no, no, straight to, just drop the car at A&E, drop the car at A&E. Because this is, I read all these stories in the hypnobirthing book, and it was like, yeah. So he just dropped the car, Amy. He came out of the wheelchair, got straight in the wheelchair, got up and lift, and the woman, the poor nurse, was like, oh, this is your first birth. I was like, I can't speak, I can't speak to you. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not speaking to you. And then they got into the war. Wait, why can't you speak? Oh, because I was in full blown oh, like, okay. contractions. All right, so oh. you're just like, I thought you were more... in the zone for yeah. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> so what you can't see if you're listening is Claire put her hand, head like her hand up to her head there, so to say I can't speak to you, <laughs> like I can't make eye contact with you. I'm too special. Yeah, so no, I was no. like, is this something that they taught you in the hypnobirthing? Oh, yeah. Or I mean, no, you literally were just like, don't talk to me. Yeah. I'm not talking. Yes, quite right. I couldn't. Couldn't. 
and then so got onto the ward of the the birthing ward and the midwife took one look at me go oh straight to the delivery suite she just knew because I think they you know like you've got that look about you that you're about to give birth and I couldn't like, get on the couch I couldn't get on the couch like there's no way I can climb up into that couch but however I got onto the couch and then um, I was like I need to push I need to push and I'm like okay push and I pushed and my waters exploded yes splattered nice. the other side of the wall the midwife screamed her head. they were like <laughs> As it happened, and then um, and then she it. came out, and then uh, India was born. Yeah, twenty minutes later. Why? And because of that, I think I, you know, I don't possibly recommend that because I think it does impact, like um, you know, your uh, you you'll tear a lot more because it's quite explosive birth. Um, but yeah, she was born super super fast, and um, but you know, I definitely would say about the hypnobirthing. I don't know what my I've never thought about like doing home birth for that, but you definitely wrote, I was able to control the contractions mm. so much more. And I think with that, India, mm-hmm, do you not just think that's because it's your second? Definitely, I think that's a huge part of it. I yeah. was able to. It literally just felt like bad period cramps. Um, yeah, and I was just like, yeah, yeah. And you know, just went with it, and then she was born. And you know, I'd much rather that than being pushing for like 10 hours. Or yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, for me, 14 years ago, Leo was eight, 13 and a half pounds, and he was three days overdue. And I felt the contractions, in, I was lying in bed at night, and I, I just knew that something was happening. My waters went in bed, and then I got up to go to the toilet, and I sat on the toilet, and this water was just absolutely pissing out of me it just it was never ending and obviously that was me the water's breaking went to the hospital sat on a bin bag because they didn't obviously didn't want to get any waters on the car seat of the car <laughs> so I literally was wrapped in bin bags and it was middle of the night literally it was January literally drove to Elgin in honestly about six minutes like oh, really? like yeah Got there. Oh really? Yeah, like like, like oh, I drove. So I didn't drive. He drove, but no. it was just so like so fast because like oh, I got just there, like everything. Yeah, Sorry. and then um and then knew that <laughs> knew that I needed to push, and I felt like I was pushing like forever mm-hmm. and a day. And it's like you say, like they're in the corner talking about their Greg's order. Gordon and the midwife were speaking about how hard it is to find a good window cleaner in the forest. <laughs> In between contractions, and oh. I just remember thinking, "You, you selfish yeah. fuckers! <laughs> like I'm going through this pain, and you're just having a casual chat yeah, about window yeah, cleaners. Yeah. Like yeah. you're just—it's insane how life goes on yeah. around you when you are experiencing. It, yeah, I mean, it's absolutely horrendous, yeah. but it happens. So nothing was happening. The midwife, she was an elderly midwife. It turns out she was due to retire, so I can only imagine that she was quite old school. She came in and told me that the morphine was making me lazy in those words the morphine's oh, making her lazy wow. um stop giving her morphine or gas in air whatever it was um she needs she just needs to push now let me tell you i was pushing i was pushing with all my might and i kept pushing nothing was happening nothing was happening he was crowning and then going back in and i remember yeah, i remember the outfit that gordon was wearing because i grabbed him by the jumper the middle of the chest and i pulled him into right into my face it was like something out of alien and i was like you tell her i'm doing all i can like that and then he said listen she's she's got quite a good pain threshold um i really think she's doing all she can i think you know you're trying to be as polite yeah, as possible but i was like you spawn a day and then we had to wait for professor cummings who you yeah. met at your event oh, exactly. and he came in and he said oh no we need to give this lady some help 
So then as soon as he came in, it was like, yeah, let's go. And then it was Von Two's, yes. a little, um, a tear and a slice. They did that. Von, yeah, they oh, did that. And then Von, Von Two's, which is basically like the suction cup yeah. on the head and got him out and it was there for a long time. Frankie, totally different, felt felt totally empowered, Went tried to keep as long as possible before I went to the hospital. And... The lady yeah. looked at me. She's, "Oh, you're going to have that." that was, this was like at nine in the morning. She said, "You're going to have this baby by lunchtime." And I was like, "Oh my god, amazing!" Um, but this time, because there was no like von twos or slicing or anything, like obviously when you get all that done, your legs are in stirrups and there's uh, sheets over you, so the person that's with you can't see the business end. Yeah, it's all covered up because mm-hmm. they're down there and it's much more um, surgical. Mm-hmm. With Frankie, well, that was it. Like, and Gordon was just like, "Oh my god!" He said it was like watching his favorite pub burn down <laughs> because Frankie came into the world <laughs> nine pounds ten ounces, oh, and the midwife looked her and looked at me. And she went, "Where were you hiding her?" Because I didn't have a big bump yeah. or anything. But yeah, literally, like she said, I should be born by lunchtime, and she was here at ten past eleven. Brilliant. So much easier. I think literally three big pushes and she was out. And did you have any pain relief with Frankie? Morphine. Oh my God, morphine is just wonderful. I didn't have any with India because it was too late. Yeah. I can't have anything. So literally she came out. Yeah. But But even passing air is good. Yeah, I didn't have that. You didn't have that either. I had that. She gave it me after and then she sewed me up. (laughs) And she, oh, it was. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I sound, I just, all I kept, I was like, um, breathing the gas and air and then all I could hear was my voice and I sounded like Marge Simpson mm. it was so bizarre <laughs> right breath and story's done we're yeah. going to move on to a couple more things I want to get to I realise we're here for a little um, a little time okay this one is one um, I really want to touch on because this is this is a tough one since having kids I've developed crippling anxiety about getting ill and dying and leaving them without a mum I'm completely healthy the worry is there all the time, but I'm starting to wonder if there's a dietary link which triggers the worst episodes. Can anyone relate? Either. Yeah, so, dietary link. So, Claire, as our nutritionist, <laughs> is there any, like, nutritional link or dietary link to someone with functioning well, anxiety or... If you, if, you know, if you think... Vivid thoughts. If you're thinking there's a link... Um, I would first of all say maybe trying to document it, like mm-hmm. in terms of food diary. Yeah, mm-hmm. and what's it, is there symptom like food and symptom diary? So, you know how when are you get in the thoughts? Is it maybe after certain things? Um, but I can only the only link you know coming to my head is possibly like in terms of you know just feeling like mm-hmm. that that you know low energy kind of thing and just feeling really un- anxious and things around that as well stressed yeah and mm. um, so I would yeah like I would certainly just try and you know just focus on all the kind of positive like you know the foods that you know that are going to nourish you and benefit you in so much ways so like the lots of like um anti-inflammatory foods um specifically like oily fish I'm not Sounds like I'm saying eat fish and you'll be fine. Um, no, I don't mean that. But just you know, really focus on foods that are not going to nourish your body. So lots of fiber, um, lots of a variety of fiber to help your gut. So you know that gut health is very um, linked. There's a you know huge link with your gut and your brain. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you can um, really nourish your gut and actually your gut, seventy percent of your immune system is in your stomach, is in your gut. So mm-hmm. doing things that are going to help. Um, help your gut is only going to help 
with that as well. So it just comes to my head, like there's a lot of things at the moment about cold water therapy because it helps your immune system. So if you can help your immune system, you're directly going to help your gut, which is, you know, going to help your mood as well. There's all this huge links with that. Um, so yeah, I would really just you know if you feel that the diet is is related, then look at let's look at your diet a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's she's starting to wonder if there's a dietary link. There might not be. You yeah, could it could just be, be something you need to investigate whether that's through you cognitive behavior therapy, therapy. therapy. Yeah, yeah. So, or it sounds like well, therapist like a behavior a bit kind deeper. Of, yeah. So there's something called like timeline therapy as well, where you look back mm-hmm. into where you feel this thought is first triggered from. And then could it could be from a trauma. Yeah, and it could associated with a trauma. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, so, well, firstly, I'm really sorry that you're struggling with yeah. that because that is something that's awful. Yeah. And as nice. a mum, you always just want to be there for mm-hmm. your children. You can't imagine not being there yeah. to share the milestones in their life and be there as long as possible. So this is a real fear for you that I understand, especially because you said it's crippling and you're worrying all the time about it. Um, so what I would say is don't suffer in silence share your fears with other people mm-hmm. offload don't don't feel silly for feeling like that and if it is definitely something that you feel you can't deal with it on your own and it has been there for a substantial amount of time mm-hmm. definitely speak to your doctor who can then lead you down the the um, CBT path mm-hmm. um, and if you don't want to wait for that then I would absolutely look into therapy because therapy can be a lifesaver yeah 100% yeah. speaking mm-hmm. about it yeah for sure okay uh i know you can't pick where you lose fat from but as i get older i feel it's so much harder to lose from the tummy area i've been told it's hormones and stress is there anything i can do other than calorie control and exercise (laughs) so this is something we speak about and shift all the time because so many people will come to us and say i don't like my big arms or i don't like my thighs or i don't like my stomach and the way that fat loss works is you have to imagine it's like a big bath of water so when you pull the plug on a bath of water, that level of water will come down gradually, but you can't choose which end it comes from. And fat loss is exactly the same. Your body will absolutely decide where and when those fat stores are going to deplete and when there's fat, those fat cells are going to empty and you can't really specifically choose where it comes from. You just have to be patient. And if you do have an area of body of your body that you're not so keen on, you do tend to fixate on that when you look in the mirror. And because of this, sometimes it's really difficult to only focus on that mm. and not see all the other amazing things that are going on. But, and I'm sure Claire will, will jump in on this one, as you do get older, especially if you're going through menopause, fat can mobilize and it definitely can gravitate towards your abdominal area. And it can be really difficult to see changes here because yeah. of menopause. Yeah, menopause. Um, so estrogen holy Toledo is um, such an important hormone for us ladies Um, it actually does um, it does uh, control a lot more than we think about our um, fat metabolism so when we have more of a you know more you know before pre-menopause we have more estrogen we store more fat around our hips uh, hips and our bum um, and then as we lose this estrogen through menopause, um, we have, so basically you have estrogen receptors all over your body. You have lots of them in your stomach as well. Um, but estrogen, when you have um, this estrogen reduction, you're much more likely to, you know, the storage is shifted more to around your waist, which does um, unfortunately pause, pause, pause um, a significant impact and problem for our health because visceral fat around our in and around our organs has 
huge impacts on our um, heart health, our um, insulin sensitivity. Organ function. Yep, all that. So it's not great. And I, I really feel, feel for you because it's so common. Um, but what I would definitely say is um, let's let's look at to try and shift your body composition and um, we you you know we you want to be starting to if you're not doing it already is weight training I, you know I can't stress enough how important mm-hmm. that is um so and then when I say weight training I mean like lifting heavy um I'm not saying like going to the gym and start deadlifting 100 kilograms or whatever but it's relatively to what is heavy to you mm-hmm. um because this is creating a much bigger um neural uh, contraction towards your muscles you're recruiting so much more mm-hmm. muscle fibers um, and we know muscles are much more metabolically active and um, so if we can and also throughout um, menopause we lose a lot of our, well even before that age of 35 onwards we lose a lot of our muscle mass um, so this is actually going to actually mobilize your fat stores a lot more if you can actually get more into resistance training um, and as I said it's not it's it's almost like needing to normalize like working out as females and lifting heavy and it's it's you know going to a, a Zumba class unfortunately is not going to cut it you want to be um, you know doing these big compound movements that are shifting um, you know moving and shifting a lot of weight for you and and you're going to feel the difference from that 100% um, so and then you need to be having so our yeah, you need to be looking at what you're eating as well, definitely, um, in terms of um, how much fibre you're having, because we lose a lot of our, um, our gut microbiome is affected massively in the menopause. So mm. let's look at how much fibre you're having and then the protein to support that muscle uh, regeneration as well. It's going to be really important and you'll absolutely start to see shifts in, your, mm. in and around your stomach. Definitely. Yeah, and looking as well, touching on the stress side of it as well, I think... So um, one of our stress hormones, cortisol, can be a huge have a huge impact on um, fat loss or fat sorry storage in general as well. So especially and water said, water retention. Yeah, like Claire said, from thirty five onwards, like obviously menopause, usually around fifty, you can start way earlier, you can start a lot later. But from thirty five onwards, our um, sex hormones start to reduce in our body as it kind of prepares the body for menopause and things like that. So. Um, our ovaries stop um, producing as many eggs and things like that as we start to get into that stage of yeah. us. Um, oh. Our stage of life, I know. It's more erratic. Like yeah. So then, um, so then what happens then is our adrenals, our stress glands, take over that, those processes. Um, so your body can only function and only prioritise one or two things at a time. Um, so it's always going to prioritise the stress hormone release. Okay, so when it does that... Um, our cortisol levels can rise because if you think of your stress, your stress, we want to, that's like protection. We want to like the fight or flight kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's been massively in your um, sympathetic nervous system. So it can play a huge, huge factor on um, exercise as well. So I think a lot of people to go to here would probably be increasing your exercise or over-exercising, which actually could probably have an adverse effect, even if you're maybe in a calorie deficit and all this, on your cortisol levels. So when we exercise, our cortisol level will increase anyway. Because that's that's what we that's what happens when everyone exercises yeah. it does that. Yeah. And that's how we that's how muscle stimulus and repair and growth happens as well. But we want to make sure you're prioritizing that kind of um, recovery stage is really, really important as well. It's not just warming down like light cardio and get rid of like the lactic acid buildup. We want to be really mindful of bringing the nervous system back down, which is what I do with clients straight away. The best thing to do with that is not even after workouts, but even in the morning. 
as breathing exercises is the best thing to do to what we want to do is get um, out of our sympathetic nervous system and into our parasympathetic nervous system which is our rest and digest and that can play a huge factor if we can start to stabilize those cortisol levels as well our bodies are then going to start other functions that are going to start prioritizing fat loss and storage as well and yeah. um, so 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 much to think about here as well if you talk if you are only because you mentioned stress, I'm thinking if stress is something in your life, I definitely mm-hmm. think it's something that could be hindering you. Yeah, and we've not well. touched on that at all, sorry, tonight about managing stress yeah. with all this. Like, if yeah. you're stressed out, there's no way you can be losing yeah. that, really. And mm-hmm. listen, if you're on a diet, you're stressed. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. If you have to think about it, I can't have this, I can't have that, I'm like, I'm trying to meet my protein, you're stressed. Yes. Which is not, this is why yeah, yeah. you try and make things as yeah. easy yeah. as possible. Yeah. yeah. Um, we talked about this habit stacking, like yeah. clearly, like you talk about in shift all the time, like the morning routine, like making life as simple as possible for yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can set up that morning routine. It doesn't have to be like all these things yeah. you see on Instagram. I'm that's like two time. hours. Yeah. Like who has fucking two hours? Yeah. No one's getting up at four a.m. for a nice bath. I'm sorry, you're fucking not <laughs> <laughs> like, Miracle morning. Yeah. Oh, my miracle yeah. morning starts at seven exactly. fucking like, forty. Just ten minutes, but just something for yourself to kind of set yourself up for the day. Yeah. Like just something to set yourself up for the day. Um again, just to kind of because yeah. in the morning as well, oh you wake up your cortisol levels are high. that's high. That's what that's happens normal. when you wake up, yeah. That's what makes you and wake it's up. about making sure yeah. we're not in that chronic why you well, just side note why you may have a morning poo because cortisol makes you poo. Oh. Okay. So See. it's good times where cortisol needs to be higher yeah. and but but and then again it needs to be lower so we can prioritise sleep and that being that rest and digest yeah. it. And yeah. you go back to that and the gut whole thing, the whole that's your vagus nerve as well, from your brain, is a nerve that goes from your brain to your gut. Yeah. Um, and cortisol levels are heightened again. Like that connection and that those pathways and that communication um stops or it gets kind of missed out somewhere. So that again, there can be so many different things that can be affecting that as well. But stress definitely is something that needs to be addressed yeah. as well and as all the other things. Yeah, let's put something into your routine that's helping with that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Okay, uh, we're going to wrap up now because I understand we've been here for an hour and 50. This might be a record. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty. <laughs> but on Tuesday. <laughs> I know, when you have three, it hits different. Okay, I really want to touch on this one because I know that there will be a lot of people going mm-hmm. through similar circumstances and have done. Um, and as I say, we're in no way qualified to talk about this, no. but people come to us about these sorts of things and I just don't want them to think that I'm not addressing it because it's obviously very important to them and an upsetting um, situation. So I do want to cover it, but obviously anything that we say is literally just opinion on what we think that they should do. So the message was, my husband is saying that the spark or the closeness and connection is missing since our 18-month-old was born and he feels like we're more like friends. Is this normal in the toddler years? How do we get past it? How do we reconnect? I'm upset. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. That's a horrible feeling. Very sad. Yeah, yeah. To feel. But I think in a way, it, I think you just, it's hard, again, because it's quite confronting, but I think you have to remember it's nothing you about you yeah. or what you've done. Totally. Um, and I think it's just as well, like your priorities change when you have kids. Oh, like, everything it, changes. Yeah. Like you don't have that same time that you have for each other. And it's, I think it's both been, again, I think we could all probably do well to kind of take our own advice here, but like communicating that with each other, like mm-hmm. you don't have the same time to give each other that you did before. And, yeah. but it's important that you prioritize at any kind of time or even like, 
you know, just communicating that you needed a bit of extra help. Like, again, mm-hmm. sharing the load as well is really, really important mm-hmm. um, too. And yeah, God, I don't know. It's a tricky one. <laughs> yeah, it's so tricky. the mention about connection is difficult because you're now you know, your circumstances are very different. And what was important before is maybe put on the back burner. So are you still making time to be Mr. and Mrs. or whoever you are, as opposed to just mum and dad? And I think that can get absolutely lost in translation on the way. So your wee one is 18 months old now. So you've obviously gone through the post-birth saga and then, you know, not having a minute to yourself because baby needs so much of your time. And now you've gone through the stage where hopefully be, like the toddler is sleeping through you, so you might have a little bit more time together mm-hmm. at night. And this is absolutely the time where you can make a little bit more time for yourself to reconnect, whether that is, can we go to the cinema or can we get a babysitter and go out for dinner? Or once the baby's like, the wee one's in bed, I want to cook dinner. I want to hear about your day. Yeah. Like, let's have a glass of wine together. Let's talk. As opposed to just, oh, I need to get the house tidied and I need to do yeah. this and do that. You have to make each other a priority yeah. or else you will get absolutely lost in it. Yeah. And this is all, a, oh my God, communication, communication, mm-hmm. communication. 100%. If you're both not telling each other how you feel, that's going to get absolutely lost in translation and the other person might be totally unaware of, of yeah. things until it gets absolutely out of control. Yeah. And then sometimes those things can be irreparable. So absolutely communicate. If you feel like you're holding all the load at home and there's no help there, communicate that. If he feels like he's not getting enough attention and he would like more time with just you without the baby, he needs to communicate that as well. It absolutely needs to be on both of your terms. There needs to be a compromise. Yeah. Yeah. but the fact that he said that he feels more like friends obviously that there's a spark or the closest and connection is missing and this doesn't necessarily just have to be about sex yeah. it could be are you sitting on the couch but a million miles away from each other both yeah. on your phones so are you still taking time to stroke the other person's arm yeah. or are you offering to make them breakfast or are you saying to them you lie in this morning I'm going to I'm gonna get up with a wee one and I'll bring you coffee in bed like it's those little things that count yeah. it's that emotional connection and that physical connection and just still making them know that you fancy the pants off of them and that you feel that closeness with them yeah. and it's so easy for that to get lost yeah, along the definitely. way when there's kids involved yeah 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 I'm and sure. again I'm not an expert but that's my thoughts yeah, on it. No, and thing is, it's so hard, isn't it? It's like it's like easy to say, like do this, do that, but it's yeah. you know, it's your own personal kind of. I think it's well, kids, yeah, when kids get older, I think it gets easier as well. I think sometimes you find yourself like passing each other in the hallway, being like, mm-hmm. "Oh, you be like, no, I'm more tired. No, I'm more tired." Yeah, but I think like, as well, just I would definitely like be say like it's like thankful that he has opened up to you about that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, does as upsetting as it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's there. He's opened up, and I don't know what your response was at the time or anything. But yeah, like you know, that's like we said, like communication mm-hmm. is massive, and mm-hmm. he's he's opened that line. So absolutely, keep that going, and that's you know, I think that's the route to the route to getting what you want, both want from from each other. And I can well. completely understand that you're upset because for you that might have come out of nowhere because you're just going through your day to day life, just trying to fucking survive. Because you know, once a wee one's in bed, you're thinking, right, I need to tidy this up, I need to do X, oh, Y, and Z. I for a fact, my 18 month year old was not sleeping through the night or at a certain amount of time, I was still breastfeeding, yeah, so and everything. So that's hard, yeah, definitely. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, you've got every situation mm-hmm. that you're in, exactly, like, yeah, 
but I would, you know, pri- like, yeah, you have to try and be you again as well. You're, you're more than a mum. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We do lose our identities a bit. Yeah. Um, and, but then at the same time, I feel like 18 months, baby's still quite young as well. Like, very young. And, you're, and your body's still recovering. Yeah, Are you going to feel like at your highest sexual being yeah, right now? Exactly. Mm, probably not. Yeah. Give yourself a break. And if you communicate that as well, then maybe he'll, he'll bring more awareness and understanding of his part as well. Yeah. 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 But also if there's if you think like the spark has gone and the connection is gone, then you can absolutely do things to try and get that back. Like you can suggest a day night because the wee one can go to a babysitter for the night or can you get someone in, you know, can you get some time to yourself? Yeah. Can you doesn't even have to be at night time? Can you say let's have a day date yeah. and let's like make lunch and then yeah. like have some close time just you and I before mm-hmm. the wee one comes back? Because when there's kids involved, like you know, you don't mm. want to get caught out doing anything. You know, like, yeah. say, like, just hugging, like, as in yeah. for longer than a minute. Like, literally just standing there and hugging builds up so much of these, like, um, you know, the feel-good hormones, yeah. like your serotonin. Endorphin. and yeah. 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 It's amazing. So, you know. <laughs> and also, do you know what? I'm such a big believer. Get dressed up. Like, buy some yeah. new underwear. Like, treat yourself to some new underwear. I know you might not be like feeling that that's what you want to jump straight into just now but if the opportunity arises and if he's and, and don't just do it for him because he said the spark is gone yeah, you yeah, need yeah, to feel yeah. this for you as well yeah. don't feel under any pressure to do this but you know there's something to be said for like buying some new underwear get your hair done have a bath paint your nails just like and take that time for you for self-care yeah. and then just watch how much better you feel and more confident you feel yeah. within yourself as well because yeah. you've taken that time Absolutely. for you yeah and then like yeah and you know, I would ultimately like view that as a positive as well. That he has has vocalised has his thoughts, and it means you know it kind of means that he wants things to change. He wants to get better. Yeah. So yeah. it's not like he's keeping it to himself and doing. You know, he's actually saying that you know it's not said it's, it's over because of X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Yeah. He said this is how I feel right now. It's and upset you. Yes. Yeah. But, but it's actually it's a positive. A positive. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, okay, totally wrapping up now. Someone has said, I've followed you for years since you started Shift. Since then, I've seen so many plans similar to yours online. Does it make you angry? No, I always say this there is a shit ton of people out there that need our help. So, if there is more people yeah. coming through that are valid and honest and mm-hmm. giving good advice, then absolutely gravitate towards the people that you feel an affiliation with, that you feel that you could get along with, and you can trust as your coach. And as I always say, the recipe might be similar, but the taste is never the same. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, everyone's different. Everyone puts their own spin on it. Um, so, yeah, as long as as long as long everyone's getting their goals, then, yeah, go for it. Honestly, there is a lot of people out there that need help. And uh, I think there's room for everyone, so I'm happy about that. I think different coaches and different styles as well. It's yeah. Different people and different – yeah, so – Okay. Even within our, within us yeah. three, we have very different yeah. coaching styles and we're into different things. Yeah. Like Sam, you're doing high rocks, you're into your CrossFit. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> We've already established that Claire gets fanny flutters when she goes into health food shop <laughs> or into the farm shop. That's her bag. That's not my bag. Um, and you know what I'm into. So I just, I do think that there's something for everyone and yeah. you will naturally gravitate towards the person that you think is relatable mm-hmm. and yes, that can 100%. get you to where you want to be. And also, if you are looking at a coach, really take the time to research what they're offering, what Definitely. they do, what their qualifications yes. are, because there's a real sort of yeah. um, grey yeah, line yeah, or What's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's the regulations are, yeah, 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 about nutrition yeah. and who's qualified to yeah, give out yeah, yeah, yeah. meal plans and stuff. No one is is um, qualified to give out a meal plan unless they are a qualified dietitian or nutritionist. Yeah. 
no meal plans. Yeah. If someone has given you a meal plan that does not that is not shouting about that qualification, yeah. and they will because it took, would have taken yeah, them a lot of yeah, time to yeah. get there. If they're not shouting about that, then don't pay too much attention to the meal plan that they're giving you because yeah. it's not with the right training yeah. behind them yeah. and education. Claire went to uni for four years. Yep. Well, to more like. I did the undergrad and postgrad. Okay, you're showing off now. Yeah. <laughs> she did a hell of a lot of time. Um, yeah. Love of chickpeas. Yeah, to give her and and, uh, and the chickpea love. My sister used to call me Diana, uh, Diana Ross because Diana Ross is three degrees. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So yeah, just just um, if you are considering looking at someone, just look at have they got social proof? Can you trust what they're putting out there? Do they have good testimonials behind yeah, them? Do people, have people enjoyed working with them? And what exactly are they offering you? And are they qualified to offer it? Yeah. Okay, the last question. How do you exercise with a hangover? You always seem so calm. <laughs> you always seem so calm on the lives. I've got a good poker face. That's all I'll say. And usually when I switch I the camera off, I'll... There's no zoom, zoom in. Yeah, somewhere. there's no zoom in or anything like that. Just crack on with it. And actually exercise and consuming fruit and veg is the best way to remove the alcohol from your body. Although we always crave carby stodge yeah. and having fruit Actually, and vegetables is the best way to get out not a lot about what we said like it, you can meet, like absolutely have these nights out but you're gonna win if you jump back in the next day yeah i'm not saying like do you know a crazy workout but jump back into the next day with your movement with your water with your food rather than thinking you've screwed it because you've had a night out I remember Jill Morgan used to do a Metafit class on a Sunday morning at 10 o'clock mm. at the swimming pool and I used to be there most Sundays and I was sweating pure Prosecco <laughs> and it was hell. Well, it wasn't Prosecco back then. Because <laughs> you're Asian. Oh my God. I'm the same age as you. Was Prosecco not a thing back then? No, it wasn't. No, well, it was, it was definitely wine. Yeah, it was wine. Okay, I was sweating pure wine yeah. um, and... Maybe aftershock. Would that be right at oh, that time? Oh, yeah, that long ago? Yeah. Oh, I'm keeping it real. I Cooch. cannot function on a hangover, so I'm doing fuck up nothing. Yeah. Like, I, my hangovers are so, so bad yeah. that I okay. can't. I mean, like, yeah, totally. a walk is my, like... But when you feel like you're ready, just yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, do just something. If you can, absolutely. Yeah. It will but, make you feel better. And probably, if I did get off my ass and actually did something, I probably wouldn't make me feel better. Yeah, now. because it, as we say, it's not that one event, that one night out, that one social event that will throw you off track or, mm-hmm. or whatever it's the what you do day, the yeah. next day and yeah. if you let that carry on to yeah, Sunday into Monday then that's where the problems lie if you can get right back to it and do some of the bits and then the next day you'll feel so much better for it and go from there perfect ladies do you want to let everyone know what your Instagram and Facebook pages are well mine is just Instagram uh, claire.hester.nutrition um, I'm Sam Montpete original perfect <laughs> No, as in how original. I'm going to wrap this up now because okay. Claire is like the chickpea fan from a bit like, yeah, you're just, well, I'm talking nonsense. <laughs> yeah. So I'm definitely, definitely switching this up. Okay. But thank you so much for listening. Oh, Heads up, geez. if you want to join us on after that two hours of chat, if you want to join us on the free five-day shift, yes. it starts on the 10th of July. You'll find the links on our Instas, our social pages. We would love for you to come and join us. 
Um, and then obviously the shift, the full shift in six program starts the following week. So you literally go from three, five days into the next one. And we cannot tell you how much we want to help all of you achieve yeah. some amazing goals. Aww. So there we go. Ladies, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having us. We've gone well over because I've missed the start of Love Island and I'm raging. So I'm going to switch this <laughs> off now. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for listening, guys. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.